Good morning. Happy Monday. Today. <laughs> Y'all, we already have an interesting chat going. I love this. We're going to take a look at comments in just a second. For context, for anyone who doesn't know, we are living as Marie Kondo this week. And because of that, I already have three trash bags in my office because I am going to start cleaning. I was listening to her book this morning. I woke up. I opened up the window to get to fresh air. I said hello to my house, but instead of saying, I actually just said hello to Chewy. And I took Chewy on a walk. And while walking Chewy, I listened to her book. And in her book, she was talking about just, I'm just in the beginning right now, but in the beginning, she's talking about how it's best to clean a bunch of things at once rather than clean a little bit each day. So my plan is to try to get my entire house cleaned this week on the stream. I'm not going to get it all cleaned in one that day. That makes possible. sense. Because whenever you just do a little bit at once, you always promise yourself you'll do more later. And it puts such responsibility on future self and future self just right. keeps past self. And it's like, it's also like, then you build a habit of cleaning when in reality you should have the house be clean. Like you should not, you don't, shouldn't need to build a habit of cleaning, right? Like you should get the house in a place where it's easy to keep organized in the first place instead of ha habitually cleaning things over and over again if that makes sense which book are you reading because i got both the first i didn't start them yet because i finished i finished da vinci yesterday i'm going to start oh, okay. them today um, i started the life-changing was the life-changing art okay so you start typing up okay yeah and then spark because well, spark joy is illustrated so i didn't get that one because i'm listening on audible so i got figured it. like the the text-based one would probably be better so i started listening to that and I'm, I'm still at the beginning. Marie Kondo sounds adorable. She's like, when I was five years old, I used to just read home living magazines all day long. And I would just go into the school library and, and organize the shelves better. Like, it was very cute. I'm like, I love that you've loved cleaning so much your whole life. Um, it sparks joy. Sparks joy. So that's what I'm going to do here. You know so what gonna... we should do for today? You know what we should do this week, too? Hmm. Do a lingo Japanese. I guess we could do that if you want. I don't think I'm going to make any legitimate progress on that. Come on. It's one week. I'll do it. You can do it. I think I'll what I'm going to do, well, because this week, okay, so this just, week. Just got to do it. Just got to do it. Just got to do it. Be like Tommy Wiseau. Just got to do it. Uh, this week, I'm going to focus on getting my home as clean as possible. Um, today, my goal is to get the trash out of my office. And then tomorrow, maybe I'll stream. Oh, that's the thing. I want to stream while I'm cleaning, uh, clearing clothes out of my bedroom, but Tyler's usually asleep while we're streaming. So I, I think don't Tyler, well, you know what? I think if like halfway through the stream, he usually wakes up. So maybe after he gets out of bed, I you know what you gotta do? You, you gotta just like make him go to sleep at like 3 PM one day. So he mm -hmm. naturally just wakes up at 4 AM. It's just like, ah, oh, fuck. Now I just have to start my day early. I, I could do that. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's very kind. I don't think it's kind to make people go to sleep. No, you're not making that, him. That you're just getting drunk that you're with like, him. Okay. It, like if he gets, like it's not making him go to sleep. It's your body's natural reaction to getting gotcha. wasted. I see. I see. I see. I didn't say put him just like put him in a chokehold. <laughs> okay, Tyler. Time to cut off. Like, what, what would that be? Would that be a blood choke or? Okay, Tyler. Time to go to sleep. Just come into my embrace. <laughs> Oh man. So yeah. So based on the fact that she was talking about getting as much of it done, I, I'm not going to try to get it done in one day. I'm going to try to get it done in one week, which is going to be this week. So I'm going to try to clean and organize my house this week. And I think it'll be possible. I think I can do it. I think we can do it. Um, this week, I, the things that I have going on in addition to this, got two videos coming out about Rachel Hollis's hot mess. So join me on my channel at 11 
AM Central in three hours for the premiere of the first one. Then I'm the so second one, I'm hoping to get, I originally was going to get the second one out Friday. I'm hoping to get it out tomorrow. So after I clean my office this morning, we'll spend the rest of the day editing videos and recording new stuff because girl can't go five minutes without making yeah. it worse. She just keeps making it worse. I finished the rescue dog video. Then she posted that TikTok. Okay. Um, She's probably getting Jack though. And then she posted From digging TikTok. all those holes. Yeah, so <laughs> dig it up, bump, bump, dig it. <laughs> I, 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 you know, you know what would be a great comeback for her if she just posted, "I'm tired of digging holes, Granddad," and then just like superimpose her face on the Granddad's face and go, "Well, that's too bad." Oh man, now I'm gonna make so many holes memes because I used to. Okay, because Holes is a Disney movie, oh, right? And Dave, that Dave Hollis used to work for Disney. Right. Oh so what I did was I when I used to I used to have this habit of I would blame everything that Disney did wrong on Dave just because I hate Dave. So okay. uh, we were Tyler and I were watching Holes a couple months ago, and there was so this cringy. part in Holes where the exhaust coming out of the back of the bus, like whatever was superimposed, the layer cut off. So it's like the exhaust comes out of the bus and then it just cuts off partway through because they didn't like finish imposing the layer. And I was like, oh, fucking Dave. He did such a terrible job editing the visual effects into the movie Holes, even though that's not his job. <laughs> but I can, I can, I can so make cringy. a connection there. Following him on social media is like my favorite thing in the world. Oh, Dave, because he's, he's so a cringe cringy. lord. He's so I, I get an ab workout every time I look at his shit. He posted a Tommy Boy reference and it's just like... <laughs> We get it. You want to be relatable so bad. Dude, he's, he's like the guy who, so hard to be relatable. It's gross. He he's like the guy who bought a beanbag chair because he thought everyone else did. And when you sit in it, you realize it's just stuffed with piles of money. <laughs> <laughs> this is really uncomfortable. What? What the? Is there a hundred dollar bill in here? Ah, uh, fucking Dave. Okay, so Fox says that her spouse says I sound like Emma. Vigilant? I don't know that name from is that from the Vigilant? Um I just like how that one sounds. I know that's not how you actually pronounce it. From a, the Young Turks. Oh we have a better morning show than them. Nice. I'm I'm impressed because they're a pretty big channel. I was Thanks. gonna say, unfortunately, that doesn't feel that difficult. Oh, is their morning show bad? I've never I don't watched fucking it. No, I don't watch <laughs> them. I just wanted to take a shot at them because they're bigger than us. The easy no. one approach. <laughs> Punching up. <laughs> I punch up. <laughs> So Cher says, I'm going to 10x condo week already condoing my condo. Me too. Oh, I'm about to start. Hold up. I should start while we're doing the chat. Oh, so, so congratulations my goal is, sorry, to everyone saying good morning in the chat. You are following Marie Condo week. Everyone who has not said good morning in the chat, you failed. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, say good morning. So say good uh, morning. RK, good morning. Good morning. Savvy. Good morning to the good trash morning. on my desk that's about to go in the garbage bag. I couldn't There's open so my windows. much trash on my desk. Are you guys ready for this? Does this Starbucks wrapper spark joy? No going in the trash does this dog toy spark joy logan does this um oh my god coffee? he did not react i'm not gonna throw this out because that would just be rude but i should because oh, it did not spark joy squeaky snakes chewy love oh that's chewy's favorite toy dude chewy, chewy! For chewy! <laughs> yo chewy can't hear you dude i got the headphones I, on chewy! chewy play tug of war with logan does the this piece oh, of plastic logan, spark joy no logan, how Do my illustrated no. Harry Potter books spark joy? Yes. Does this beer bottle that's empty spark joy? No, because it's empty. Okay, your area is much dirtier than mine. Oh, here, it's here, super dirty in here. Here's my desk. I have my journals, mm -hmm. my headphones, wallet, more headphones, keys. The, I could probably throw these out. These are Aaron's cr croissants. 
And then I have masks I wear throughout the week and two water and like two reusable water bottles and All a right. microphone. Get ready from, for um, how gross my office is. Here we go. Oh, also, shout out Mooncat. I know that uh, oh, you're Cat's huge and not watching this, but I watch if, if you do watch this accidentally, I just want you to know I appreciate your Tony Robbins. Uh, oh, hey, there's Chewy. Chewy sparks joy. He definitely hurt Chewy. Come back. <laughs> Chewy, look what I got for you. <laughs> So anyway, my office is like a huge mess. I've done a good job of keeping the mess in places that you don't see on camera. Sure. So there's that at least. Good job, Savvy. Um, I think Logan got jealous that I was playing with a dog virtually. He's like, who the fuck is that, Ari? <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck are you talking to right now? Um, Fox and Compass has an interesting point here saying we're starting KonMariing tomorrow. I'm still reading her book and honestly kind of finding it to be a bit ableist. Her whole you have to do it all in one go thing is yikes. I'd like to uh, learn more about your thoughts on that because um, I, I can kind of see that and like I'm not far enough in her book to know like does she mean you have to do it all in literally one day like or does she mean you should just like have a set time that you get it done during instead of trying to build a small habit each day because like I'm going to try to get it all done this week. I'm not going to try to get it all done like in an hour. I don't think that's possible. Um, but that's it. That's an interesting point of discussion. It is if you have a genie. Does this envelope spark joy? No, it did when it had a Savvy, I'm going to go out on a whim and say if things aren't on a shelf in your house, they don't spark joy. No, that's not true because this fan art that Cher made us isn't on a shelf and this sparks the most joy. But that deserves to be on a shelf. That deserves to be framed. You should hang I that in the loop. Know, I need to buy a frame for this, dude. Yes, you do. Okay, or, hold up. Who, who, hold who up. in the chat makes frames? We'll buy who one. Who makes frames? Yeah, I'll buy a frame from a, a wonderful small business owner in the chat. Let us know if you make frames. And don't just lie and say you make frames and then send a piece of garbage. Yeah, and it has like to a be a good frame. frame. <laughs> don't just send a plastic bag and say, hey, you can cut a hole and hang it. Oh my god, where is all this random-ass plastic coming from on my desk? Oh, also, Kelly, if it's an iconic moment, feel free to clip it and send it to us, because we love posting clips. Oh, definitely. If, if anyone here clips this show, please send... Like, we encourage clipping. We encourage out-of-context clipping and send it to us so we yeah, can post it. Yeah, please do. Please do. Here's my empty medicine from a while ago. Look at That's what uh, Mushroom Destroyer did by, by making RK say what-the-fuck memes. All right, what else do I got here? Ooh, what is that? I have an Easter egg. Why do I have an Easter egg? Well, yesterday was Easter, so there there is a oh chance God, that I you just... were just in the holiday spirit. <laughs> this has been on my desk for like two years. Why is there even an Easter egg on my desk? Why did it take you till Easter of two years later to find it? <laughs> Maybe past Savvy was like, you know what? I can tell 2020 and 2021 are going to be tough, so I'm just going to leave this year for oh, future Oh, I have seven. one of Allie's princess crowns. That doesn't go in the trash. That goes with the dog stuff. I'll have to move that there after the stream. Her I don't know what half this shit is, dude. Her ideas on books hurt Oh me. my she god, here's my medical like insurance card. Put it up on screen for everyone to see. No! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I actually remember... Oh shit, I didn't turn this off yet, did I? What? Thing. Um, what is this thing? <laughs> I don't know. It's cute. It's cute, but does it spark joy? I'm gonna say no, just because I don't know what the fuck it is, and it's just taking up space. I remember like the online book community freaking out when she said that she should only have like 30 books because it's such a. Okay, I'm not knocking anyone who has more than 30 books. I don't have anything against it. I just remember it be being funny that like people got so. 
The online angered. book community freaking out is always funny, dude. They, they got so angered by the number. It's like, how dare you tell me that I cannot... First off, she didn't tell you that you can't. She just said that she doesn't recommend it. And secondly, focus on the quality of books you have, not the quantity. Per so if bringing, if buying books does bring uh, joy, There's dust is getting everywhere. I'm not telling you not to do it. But personally, I I just get all of my books from the library and, and, and Libby. And then I, I listen to all my books or read all my books on my phone and iPad because... <clears throat> I read late at night, and it's easier to read on a screen than on a with a flashlight and a, and a book. So um, I might have some allergies from this when we're done. Getting dust everywhere. All right. I love her practice. Empty bag from the dispensary sparked joy. Nope. That this might empty envelope spark joy. Why do I just keep that might. everywhere? Here's my... uh, also, shout out Marie for liking Idea. I really appreciated talking music with you lately. Does this form from the Secretary of State saying I owe a $75 registration fee? That might. Joy? No, it does not. So that I'm might. Not, I'm not going to throw my bills out because I know none of the bills spark joy. But part of me is like, I should just throw out the bills and then I won't have to worry about them. Don't throw them Except out. Burn I them. feel like the IRS will come for me. Not if you burn them. IRS no. never comes to people who burn things. Oh, good. Oh, hey, there's my empty bag of LK. Have you ever heard of a witch getting audited? That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, if anyone wants to research, let us know if a witch has ever been audited by the IRS. What, what is this in here? That would actually be a funny book. What is this? Oh, someone gave me a free sample when I ordered a candle from a small business. Scoopable wax. What is scoopable wax? I don't even know what that is. I'm with you. Stop picking your nose. Libby and library. Witches get audited all the time. What the fuck? Do they? Y'all, let's let's find some stories of witches getting audited. Random Heather, fun fact, witches were almost never burned. Yeah, I know, because magic. They stopped the fire. Duh. Good morning. <laughs> so glad you're spending time with Marie Kondo. I adore her and needed a break from problematic gurus. Yeah, same. This week, I feel like we're actually going to be super productive. So, so do the do the twenty D and D books count as um count as books, or are those like rules for a game? I, I don't fucking know. Um, and and obviously, like that's oh, that's, also y'all, awesome. I voted, I voted. <laughs> sticker on my desk saying that I voted. Where should I put the I voted sticker? Fox and Compass is a witch and has been audited. Oh, damn. just annihilated our conversation with one comment. I hope my mom's able to tune in for some of these streams. Because yesterday at Easter, I was like, Mom, I'm going to live as Marie Kondo next week. And she was so excited. My mom loves Marie Kondo. My mom's also the most clean and organized person I know. I don't know why I didn't inherit that from her. Oh, your mom's so proud of you for finally taking control of your mess. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm gonna be coughing and sneezing all day because of the dust that is just poofing up from everywhere in here. Savvy, I'm just gonna I'm gonna buy you a Roomba for one holiday this year. When what's uh, your birth? My birthday September eighth. Same as the release date of Savvy Business Owner. Yeah, you're you're gonna get a Roomba for me at some oh, point this year. Because um, like I, I are love you doing my anything for your thirtieth birthday? Yeah, I'm turning thirty. Well, yeah, I didn't know. I was just thinking because like I'll come to New Orleans for it if you're doing something because I'll be vaccinated by then. I'll probably see some live music because they, it's that's starting to open up again, and oh, nice. um, and I'll probably watch Thirteen going on Thirty. That's a good. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Because like I, I, I and Aaron will probably make me a cake. Oh, dude! I'll come to New Orleans just to eat some of a cake that Aaron makes. I don't know. Probably gonna get stoned. That sounds good. Maybe go to maybe go see Kermit Ruffins if we can. 
if mother in law, if wait, when what day is that? If my birthday is a Monday, it's going to be insane. And oh. I know that's I know that sounds wild because like everyone's like, man, fuck Mondays. No, in New Orleans, love Mondays because for twenty bucks you can go to mother in law's lounge, get all the red beans and rice you can eat, listen to live music all night, and get and they have a beautiful uh, courtyard. And I'm fully vaccinated. My birthday is a Monday. My birthday is a Friday. Whatever, I'll make Friday work. Friday's My a good day to turn thirty. Tuesday this past year, so it's gonna be a Wednesday this year. That'll be fun. Uh, Kat had did a thirty day minimalist challenge. Oh, that sounds cool. Before a move, and it was pretty fun. It's daily for a month, and each day you get rid of that many things. It's like four hundred fifty five things total by the end. Oh, interesting. I don't even know if I have four hundred fifty five things. I want to, Marie's comment here is good because I haven't even gotten to this point in the book yet, but her practice of respecting the role the thing played in your life before getting rid of it. So is it like you look at the thing, you think about the role it played in your life in the past, but you think about the fact that you don't need it in the future and then that kind of helps you at peace with getting rid of it? Is that what it is? Because if that's true, I'm I'm all for trying that. I have hoarding tendencies, as I think everyone probably noticed from everything I'm doing right now. I hoard our friendship, Savvy. Aww. If we ever get in a fight, I'm just going to say, no, we're friends. Oh, my God. I have two book plates that I signed for Keelan and Sako, and I just never sent them to them because they got caught up in the desk mess. I'm uh, sorry. Stop, stop picking your nose. I mean, if you can handle <laughs> potholes, sewage and waterboard sucking, and hurricanes, New Orleans is the best city on the planet. And I'm not saying that, like, facetiously. <laughs> like, it's one of those, like... It, it's it's far from a perfect city, and that's why it's perfect. I love it. Y'all, I had $60 on my desk. I had $60. Look at that. I had $60 on my desk. So Marie Kondo has, like, already been the Marie best guru. Kondo, <laughs> Marie Kondo has already made me $60 by helping me clean off my desk. Oh, I so, keep bumping the monitor button. This okay, I, I have a question for you. Because let's, let's get problematic early in the morning. Let's make this about gender. Um, sure. I feel like, based on what's going on, Marie Kondo is probably the healthiest of the gurus that we've been dealing with. Oh, and then definitely. I, I would almost make the argument that Gwyneth Paltrow, because I don't want to count Joe Rogan because he's just he's not really a guru. Yeah. Um, I would almost argue that Gwyneth Paltrow is, uh, is, is, is next for helpful. So I'm wondering, do you, you think, think Gwyneth Paltrow is helpful, really? Compared to Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, Rachel Hollis, and uh, Jordan Peterson, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like while Tim Ferriss is a huge oh, and Tim Ferriss, yeah, I think Tim Ferriss at least inspired us to start reaching out to celebrities and trying to get guests. Not that any of them replied, though. Yeah, so I'm almost just okay. So basically, I'm just trying to make this. I'm looking at the men that we've looked at versus the women that we've looked at, not counting Joe Rogan, because Joe Rogan was an anomaly. Joe Rogan was for fun because we needed a break after Jordan Peterson's stupid ass. And and I, I feel like, by and large, for the most part, the women we've looked at may offer better advice. I mean, I feel like Rachel Hollis is the worst, and then it's the three men or the four men, and then it's Marie Kondo and Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm going to honor the role that this expired credit card played in my life in the past, and now it's going in the... Oh, I should probably... Snap you should cut it. You should cut it. Cut it. <laughs> you should shred it. Yeah, don't just don't just throw your information out there. Uh, hold up. I'm going to go get scissors. Keep talking about Gwyneth Paltrow and whoever. I'll be right back. Well, I'll go through the comments now because we're definitely far behind. Um, so shout out to Dungeons & Dragons players. Honestly, I've always wanted to play Dungeons & Dragons, and I've just never had a chance to. Uh, even when I play, tried playing online with people, we did one game, and then the campaign completely folded because no one wanted to honor times, and it fucking sucks. And it's not even like it's that big of a commitment. It was like once every two weeks. 
like, and, and people couldn't commit to that. And it sucked. And it's like, it was a day that no one was working. I don't know. I just, I just, I wish, I wish I had friends that wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons. I'll try playing Dungeons and Dragons with you. Oh, Tyler I, plays Dungeons and Dragons all the time. You should play with him. I would love to. I, I've never been able to do a campaign. I joined one, or I joined two, and both of them folded. Tyler's had a campaign going on with some of our friends from high school for like over a year. Yeah, but Tyler's awesome. I mean, Ty Ty Tyler also isn't a quitter. You're between seasons. Can RK join you? Oh, okay. Sorry. Tyler says you can't sit with us. Of course. Of course. <laughs> oh, okay. It's fine, Tyler. I'm just going to talk shit on our live stream now. That's okay. Um, Lindsay agrees about respecting items. Stop picking your nose gets library book bundles. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to get rid of that many books. I like having a ton of books, but I feel like as long as they're organized, it's okay. I feel like clothes are the one area that I can probably start dumping just because I have so, but I already did a huge clearing of my clothes. Like before moving here, I, I, I did I too, did. but I have too many clothes because I'd never want to get rid of things because when I was in high school, I got rid of some items of clothes that I wish I didn't get rid of. Now, now I'm like, Oh, I should never get rid of things again. Cause I might regret it. But now I, have when I look back on the pieces of clothes that I did get rid of. 10 years later, I don't really regret it that much anymore. So maybe it's really not a big deal. I have too few because Erin wears all my comfortable clothes. <laughs> and then when I ask her why, she's like, because my clothes aren't comfortable. And then I ask her why did she get comfortable clothes? And she's like, I'm sorry, I don't have to wear your clothes. And I feel guilty. And I'm just like, okay, you can wear my clothes. Um, yeah, she should go. You guys should go shopping <laughs> together. Make it a couple's bonding activity. But then we would lose that wonderful engagement <laughs> of why are you wearing my clothes? Because they're comfortable. She's like, I just love your pants so much because like guy pants, they fit so baggy and they're not form fitting like women pants. And I'm just like, okay, we can get you guy pants. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't want to stress her out too much either. We just did our, we just did our budgets. That That's a couple's activity. We do monthly budgets. But monthly budgets. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's a fun one. There's nothing like pouring a nice glass of wine and saying, sit down, honey, let's excel, let, let's excel and chill tonight. Excel and chill. <laughs> uh, what is this? Is your sex life too dynamic? Why don't you try something micro and soft? Excel. Supplier network. Savvy, oh. I just made a flaccid penis joke and a you tiny a, penis Oh, you joke. made a penis and you, joke. And there was no reaction. Day. I'm sorry. I was looking at these papers and seeing if I should throw them out because this is a store that used to carry my products. Oh, my God. Marie Kondo is not making you appreciate my penis jokes. I'm sorry. Your penis sparks joy. Thank you. <laughs> that was a cheap shot. <laughs> I'm going to throw this out because I haven't been selling the stores for a while and I will contact them if I need to. What Savvy. is this? Can, Medication can, guide. Can you just appreciate how Microsoft is funny when you apply it to penises? Oh, yeah. Wait, that's hilarious. Thank yeah. you. That's all. And, and you know what else is awesome, too? If you want to keep making Microsoft humor, you got Xbox right there. So you got Microsoft for penis and Xbox for vagina. Oh, dude. That's, be that's brilliant. That's beautiful, that's right? Like, did Bill Gates do that on purpose? Definitely. He was like, before I go to Africa and try and cure all these diseases, I'm going to make some hilarious genital humor.
so there everyone go go spark joy with your with your joysticks okay now i'm done with penis humor um um this is a bank statement i'm pretty sure that we get those online but i should probably cut it apart first right i mean yeah or you should get a shabby would you rather have a shredder or a roomba i'm gonna get you one nice gift this year oh thank you a shredder or a roomba um oh that's tough probably a shredder I don't know, actually. I'll ask Tyler what he thinks we should have. Got it. I'm just going to pick the cheapest one. Yeah, just pick the cheapest one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I uh, chopped up my bank statement. Because no, my, my, my Roomba is, or, or or if it's like super expensive, I'll go halvesies with you on something. Because like my Roomba has really saved my life. Because I'm, I'm able to vacuum like multiple times a week now. I just clean up. It basically, as long as I don't have any socks on the floor or plugs on the floor, I can just run it and then leave my apartment. And it's pretty... Well, I, I do have to like put a broom under the couches and shit and brush that out because the Roomba doesn't mm -hmm. go under the couches, obviously. But other than that, uh, it, it does a pretty good job. I agree with Cher's point here about giving stuff to charity, helping with bonding issues completely. Um, oh, Fox and Compass's brother is looking for a new D&D player. So if you want to join his campaign, you can do that. Always. I'm always looking to join. Like it's something I've wanted to do for a while and everyone leaves me. It's sad. Amanda, wow, just in time for your penis sparks. Joy. You're welcome. They're all sitting there. Uh, we have two people voting for Shred. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, the Shredder then, dude. I need the Shredder. Oh, dude, here's my new debit card for my business. I better I better register that online. Oh, stick and, the, the stick vacuums also look really... I, I, I love vacuums. I really Yo, like, like They make me so happy because they're the just so efficient. The problem with cleaning up is that then I find all these obligations on my desk that I've been successfully avoiding by not thinking about them. Hi back from New Orleans, Kimberly. Are you? Oh yeah, that's right. I remember you telling me where you're from, where, 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 which neighborhood you live in. Um, we should totally grab a drink sometime after COVID's over. That would be fantastic. We could we can double. Do you like um? Wait, you have a great uh, brewery near you, uh, Courtyard Brewery. Have you ever been there? Good morning. Glad to catch another live. We're glad to have you, Katie. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Joseph, what, what, like, come on, Joseph, what kind of question is that? What do you walk into with these streams? I mean, these, these streams are a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. Exactly, exactly. I get my second dose a week from Wednesday. Savvy gets her first dose when? This Wednesday. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm getting my first vaccine dose this Wednesday, y'all. I'm going on a road trip to Indiana to get it because in Chicago, you can't get a vaccine fucking anywhere. Chicago yeah. is just a mess. Barstool Sports posted a Chicago video on the oh, internet. Really? Yeah, it, Chicago looks like a mess. Chicago's a mess. <laughs> but Barstool makes everyone look like a mess. Yeah, fair enough. What is all this shit? What do I get from Target Optical? Do I need there, there, was, there was a kid in the video sitting cross-legged on the sidewalk puking. And I'm sorry, I can't think of any circumstance where sitting cross-legged makes puking better. $25 off any pair of glasses and prescription have you ever puked and been like man you know what would help if i just sat on the ground and oh, cross-legged no i've never thought that before maybe it helps with dignity i don't know but it, he just sort of looks like a kindergartner puking what did uh what did paypal send me why do i get mail from paypal who gets mail from paypal isn't that digital isn't that the whole point of it yeah right why don't you just email me about that oh paypal's trying to Trying to make me, it's trying to do one of these apply for a card things, trying to advertise to me in the mail. No, thank you, PayPal. 
Elsinger get the crypto card. cards. I got this capture card so that I could start playing Switch games on Twitch. Switch on Twitch. Switch on uh, Twitch. But I haven't done it yet. I am Christina says I am such a dick of a friend, but a cool friend because I'm genuinely I'm not a regular friend, I'm a cool friend. Uh, because I'm genuinely hoping you get her a shredder action figure. Oh, you got it. I got this this sticker of someone cleaning, and it's very appropriate for this week, so I'm trying to figure out where to put it. Forehead, and then get a tattoo of it. That's a good idea. That's a good uh, idea. To be fair, nowadays you can buy only cream-filled chocolates, so you can know exactly what you're getting now. Hey, Spence! Morning, Spence! That's funny. I'm from Indy and had to go to Mississippi to get mine down here this early. You did? I knew In New Orleans, it's now anyone over 16 qualifies. Or did you get it, like, super early? Yeah, so um, in Indiana right now, they have these FEMA locations set up where they have to allow anyone to get it, even if you're from out of state. So I'm just having a good time going to Indiana this week to get my vaccine. Kimberly volunteers as tribute. She loves purging and organizing offices. It sparks joy. Oh, it sparks joy. I'm going to put this little cleaning thing. Carly had to drive 30 miles. Oh, wow. To get her vaccine. Uh, Scylla gets her second dose the 22nd, which is also their name day. Is name day birthday? Or is that a Christian thing? Uh, Harley gets her second dose the 21st. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, we, we're all getting vaccinated so we can all get Kasha tattoos together. I'm getting a Kasha. I was hanging out with Kasha the dog yesterday. It was great. She and Chewie are getting along wonderful. Christina, it's not a reference. You're not, you're not like, it, you're, you're not having the Amy Poehler reference. Oh, yeah, wait, alter ego. Never mind, I didn't fully read this. Yeah, I, I can see you having an Amy Poehler alter ego. I see that with you. You, you, you uh, exude Amy Poehler energy. Uh, but I got my first in early March, so it wasn't available then. Makes sense. Makes it makes sense. Um, I got it for so New Orleans definitely was was finding ways around. Like New Orleans definitely wanted to vaccinate as many people as quickly as possible. Because I got it for obesity, and to qualify for obesity at five ten, I just had to weigh more than one hundred seventy five pounds. Yeah, that's not even close to obesity. Exactly. Like, can you imagine being five ten one seventy five and just being like, yeah, I'm obese. Okay. <laughs> I marked off obesity on my, on the thing because I was like, Tyler's like, we should both mark obesity on our registration just in case that helps us. No one cancel it for us. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not obese though. And he's like, yeah, just do it anyway. Okay. Abby, are you really going to let your pride get in the way of getting a vaccine? No. I saw an IGTV video of this. It's two friends talking and they're just like, well, there are ways to get the vaccine now. And the friend's like, oh yeah, how? Because I just can't qualify for it. And like the friend is trying to hint that she could go for obesity, but she doesn't want to call her friend fat. So it's just like a really funny conversation. Like, I checked. I'm actually not obese. I'm like, I am like five pounds overweight though. So but I was like, I guess that would probably count like the same way it counted for you when you're not obese either. I'm obese until I get my second dose. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I'm not, like, I don't have, I don't have pride with my weight. It's if they want to call pride, me, do if they want to call me obese, I'm obese. I'm, it's not, it's not a pride thing. It's if, about if, the numerical. I just don't like to lie. If they said only incels can get this, I would say I am an incel. I am proud. Jordan Peterson. He's my daddy. Give me a shot. <laughs> like dude, principles are only as strong as the vaccine at this dude, point. Dude, I've been running a poll on Twitter. Uh, do people think Jordan Peterson is a cult leader? Do you think? Oh, I, I, get from I voted poll? for sometimes. Oh, god damn it! Is this? 
this a tax form from 2020? I, I want to catch up on these comments too. I want everyone to feel welcomed and loved in this chat because you spark joy by being here. Uh, Kimberly got her first vaccine in March. Cross country friends, Texas is a hot mess when it comes to vaccines. Yeah, oh. Texas is a hot mess when it comes to a lot this year. I'm sorry. Please get your vaccinations to help those who cannot. Good morning. Yeah, we, we all are. Thank you, Lisa. We're, we're getting our vaccinations. Phil, uh, I'm just afraid that I'll have a fever because I'm going to get evaluated for ADHD the next month. Name day is mainly a Hungarian thing. Got it. I'm so jealous. Here in Mexico, I think I will get until 2022. Just come take a vacation to New Orleans and, and just say, yeah, I'm, I'm just here to get a quick one. Why do I have these Christmas tags? Do I even have any Christmas tags? Well, there's like almost. Well, I meant it, Christina. You are Amy Poehler. You even have Poe in the last name. Um, I'm getting my second. Oh no, everything just. I'm getting my second dose the 17th. I felt horrific after my first, so I'm not. Yeah, I didn't feel horrific after my first. Uh, I just got really tired. I passed out, and then I slept in and missed the first 20 minutes of our stream the next day. So I'm, I'm feeling like that. Maybe that's going to happen to me this time. Who knows? We'll find out. I mean, I, I I I hope all you feel is well. You're gonna feel arm pain too, not not I'm not sure when the shots injected, but afterwards, just like because that that's probably the, the the biggest side effect you get. Like everyone has arm pain at the injection site. Uh, Kimberly got it for asthma. Friend got it because they were a smoker. There's a website where you can sign up to be on a waiting list. Uh, we're almost caught up. Husband's workplace is paying him a hundred bucks to get a vaccine. That's beautiful. Uh, Kat, my husband got his January and February army was trying to get them fast. I'm trying to get mine soon, but have to wait a few weeks. Hope you get it soon. Haley principles are only as strong as the vaccine. Yep. Voting instructions. Tattoo that on your forehead. Uh, Kimberly, come down y'all the weather. Yeah. Everyone come to new Orleans with your vaccines or to get your vaccines. Actually, I don't want, be careful coming down here. I don't want y'all to spread your germs here. So wear masks and come single file six feet apart and then get your vaccine. Uh, Fox and Compass, Peterson isn't a cult leader. He's the guy who recruits for the cult with pseudo scholarly nonsense. Fair enough. Yeah, I definitely, well, I, the reason I'm wondering if he's a cult leader is that the comments I get from his fans on my video are not even like engaging with my arguments. They're more just like, well, he's the expert, so he would know better than you. And then I'm like, okay, I'm asking what he's saying and why. And I'm asking, and they're like, well, if you had watched more of his lectures, they just go on and on. And it's almost, it feels not like I want to engage in a discussion because he's, his whole thing is like challenging things and being intellectual, whatever. It doesn't seem like they want to do that. It seems like they're just like, how could you question our leader? Like, that's how it feels like. Oh, because they're already challenging. They, they don't want their challenges to be challenged. That's way too much of a right. challenge. They're like, oh, why are you questioning our leader? It feels more like a cult thing than like an actual good faith argument thing. It's like being a devil's advocate to a contrarian. They're like, right. uh, what, what, what are you talking about? What do you mean? No, I'm the one that's supposed to be questioning things, not you. All right, guys, I will be right back. Some of the items that I'm cleaning up in here need to go into the next couple rooms. So one second. I'll just keep reading comments. So we got Queen of Spade here. Finally, was wondering where you were. Uh, I'm happy you got yours last week, Lauren. Yeah, so I was actually told to get, uh, what's, what's it called? Is it Exeteran? Is that the migraine? I, I was told to get that before the second shot because um, to deal with migraine pain, potential migraine pain, uh, even if it's preemptive. Um, Joseph, it's better than getting it. It's Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the main argument I've heard. It's better, it's better to be sick for two days than really sick for five weeks. Uh, I did a stream on the scam, so make sure you check it out. It's back up after I fought a strike. What scams? 
Uh, Sharma, BMI numbers for obese are ridiculous. So technically 80% of Americans, I got my first last week. Finally, Florida opened for 40 plus and my hubby gets, I'm happy that y'all are getting vaccinated. Uh, yeah, the, the obese numbers are, are, like I said, in New Orleans, I only had to weigh 175 pounds to, to, to get the vaccine. The Air Force is now is not even vaccinated. Currently, I'm my base in Texas, and no one in Texas is wearing. A, yeah, Texas. What the fuck. Uh, yeah, they are like rehearsed rhetoric comments. He was going to anyway, so he's excited, and he's excited. yeah. No, that's great. I mean, y'all get a couple nights of takeout for your vaccine. Like that's wonderful. Um, I am on the list to get vaxes. I'm eligible. Congratulations, share vaccine scams. Got it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's sort of like. I forgot what the rule for porn is. It, like the I forgot what rule is. Like if it exists, there's a porn about it. It's also if it exists, there's a scam about it. I was actually reading an interesting. Uh, oh no, it, it was it was Seth Godin's book, and he was talking about why uh, scams from Nigerian princes always have typos in them, and it's because if you're going to fall for the scam, they if you're not going to fall for the scam, they want you to x out quickly. Uh, cause the, you're just, then, then you're just wasted effort and, and wasted time. So they only want people that are willing to fall for it with the, with the typos. Uh, it, it was a weird, it's a weird funnel system for scams. Also, I really, so I finished Da Vinci's biography. It was like about self-help gurus. That guy was wonderful. Um, I have a lot of notes on it. Let me pull it up real quick. I'll read some of these off for you. Yeah, I took three pages of notes on it. <laughs> um, but I think the big one I want to talk about today is he had to-do lists every day, but his to-do list always had random shit on it. And I think that's such an important rule. It's like, I think it's not an important rule. I think it's important to remember to be random because if you're random, then you're curious. And if you're curious, then you're constantly learning. So I do think that it's important to be random. So don't, don't be afraid to add weird shit to your to-do list every day. Like I wanted, I, I quickly added learn a breakdancing move today on my to-do list. So that, that's something I plan on doing when I have a bit of free time today, going on YouTube and learning some basic breakdancing moves just because it's random and something I felt like doing. Also, I now know what the tongue of a woodpecker is for. It's to act as a helmet because when the, it's, it will act both to get the food when it drills a hole inside the tree and to act as a helmet because when it's drilling the hole in the tree, its long tongue is actually protecting its brain because the force it uses to drill through a tree is 10 times the force necessary to kill a human. So it, so it needs that protection. It's wild. Uh, Caroline, I'm, I'm Canadian. The vaccine rollout is ridiculously slow. Probably won't be getting it until summer. I'm sorry to hear that. Man, we might end up moving back to Texas later this year, and I'm half dreading it. Like, I miss home, but I do not miss the science of weirdos. Yeah, wait, where, where are you living now? Um, dude, woodpeckers are so fucking badass. Uh, me too. We are waiting for seniors right now to get theirs. Man, Canada, Canada, come on. Are the Blue Jays playing in Canada? Or are they still playing in Buffalo? I forgot what the what the deal is with the border. I feel like they're playing in Canada. I was, I, I'm, I'm almost cheering for the Blue Jays this year in baseball because I don't really have a team. I, I reached out to Ben Shapiro and I said, if you can, if you like, I don't have a baseball team. I'm more than willing to cheer for the White Sox if you want me to. Just tell me why. He never got back to me. Fucking asshole. Oh, you're in Roswell. Cool, 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 cool. We may be moving back to my hometown outside of Austin. Awesome. I've, I've been to Texas once when I was very little. I went to Dallas. But uh, Austin is on my list of places to visit because I have a few friends there. Uh, San Antonio is on the top of my list of places to visit in Texas. I've just always felt drawn to it. I don't know. Maybe it's because I always like Popovich of the Spurs. Um. But once Aaron and I are vaccinated, we want to take a couple weekend vacations that are that are driving distance away. 
Blue Jays are playing in Canada now, but yes, they were stuck in Buffalo for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you mean stuck in Buffalo? Buffalo had a pretty, I mean, minus the Sabres, Buffalo had a pretty good sports year. Hey, everybody. Uh, it, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> this is my stream. Uh, San Antonio is the best. Oh, my God. My hometown is like, yeah, no, that, that's top of my list of places that I want to visit in Texas. Um, I know Austin has a lot to do. I know Austin's cool. I also know a lot of people are complaining about how big Austin's getting. Um, San Antonio is just – I mean, I can't, I'm not at a point where I'm ready to cheer for the Spurs, but I respect them. So I'm, I'm wearing my Pelicans hat right now. Pelicans fucking suck. David Griffin's the worst, but I, I have to cheer for them. They're my team. Uh, it's just how it is. Actually, Gary V once said that he he doesn't have respect for people that cheer for their sport that cheer for sports teams outside of their city unless they're cheering for a team unless they moved, and he says that it's such a weak move to cheer for a champion, and then he judges people's character if they change their sports teams. What are your thoughts on that? Sounds like something Gary V would say. He has a lot of strong opinions on things that doesn't really matter whether he has. <laughs> I like how you added it doesn't because it is true. It doesn't really matter. Um, so I can, he has a lot of opinions on things that no one gives a fuck about. I, I think I think it only matters if sports are important to you. If sports are important to you, sure, and, sports are important to me. But like, I don't like Gary V's. Like, just he's just so opinion like opinionated on these things. No, no, I, I was saying his point is only important. Like judging a person's character based on what sporting team they cheer for is only important if you both value sports the same or more i guess that's true yeah uh, i bought a, a a makeup bag so that i have it has splatoon characters on it i'm not gonna laugh at anything you say for a bit because you ignored my penis jokes earlier you don't have to i wasn't making a joke you don't have to laugh it's okay gary v grinds my gears i mean i just like that you use three g's in that five word sentence it's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful sense. And and it's every other word too, so some beautiful symmetry going on. Yeah. Some uh some that's not assonance, that's uh, alliteration. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well actually there, there might be sort of get Gary V. Yeah, I guess you're right. There, yeah. there might be some assonance there. I, I think, don't know. I think there is, yeah. Why do people cheer for teams outside their hometown or city, though, Marie? Well, okay, so I can see it if they're – like, I still cheer for the Buffalo Bills. I cheer for – like, I love – I like the Saints a lot, but I'll still cheer for the Bills over the Saints because I'm from Buffalo, and I grew up cheering for them. Uh, so I can understand if it's their hometown. But if, if it's like – if they were from Buffalo and they cheer for the Patriots or the Dolphins, yeah, I judge the fuck out of you. Um, the only time I really care is when the Saints are playing, but this year didn't feel like the real season to me, to be honest. Uh, it was a weird season. Um, obviously, like, <laughs> I don't I don't like Taysom Hill. <laughs> I, I, I'm ready for the Saints to part ways with him, and they just extended him. Um, I'm curious to see what Jameis Winston can do for them. Uh, sometimes it's more about how the teams play and less about where they're from. Fair enough, Queen of Spade. I do feel more at home where I live now than my hometown. Can we, no, that's like that's why I cheer for the Pelicans because I never had a basketball team growing up. Uh, I started cheer for the Pistons because when I was from Buffalo, I always felt a bit of an affinity for Detroit because I thought that they were like sister cities. They both sort of went through similar things. They were both Rust Belt cities that got completely fucked. Um, so I always felt a bit of an affinity for Detroit. But once I moved to New Orleans, I was Pelicans all the even before, like right when I knew it was inevitable and it was just a matter of time. I started cheering for the Pelicans. Totally agree with cheering for a team when you live there, but cheering for front runners or rivals. Yeah, exactly. If, if someone's a bandwagoner and their identity is tied to the sports, then it's annoying as fuck. If they don't actually care about sports and they're just like, for example, 
I was watching the end. I was watching, I'm watching March Madness and um, I, I have no connection to UCLA, but I was, so, I was sort of cheering for them because I, I like the underdog story. I, honestly, I was cheering for them because I like the colors too. Um, when, and once University of Maryland got eliminated, I was like, okay, fuck it. I'll pick another team. Uh, that, 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 that was, it's not a part of my identity. It was just fun. If someone's cheering for a rival and it's part, like if someone lives in New Orleans and they're cheering for Atlanta, they're going to get rightfully hated. Got caught by a po coworker on my plane or on my way in. Whoops, did I miss any more penis jokes? Yep, you did. You missed a few. How many penis jokes happened since? I, I, I don't know, but Amanda's always showing up for the penis jokes. So she has like, peen, like I, I want to make like Ray She's like a penis or, psychic or something. Dickar. She's got like penis spidey sense. <laughs> my penis sense is tingling. Um, <laughs> Thank you for laughing at my penis joke. Like here, there are so many fans of the Cowboys just because they are Eagles rival team. Yeah, fuck off. Joseph is less side effects than Astra, uh, Seneca, to be honest, but I got Pfizer. So yeah, um, I don't want to spread misinformation on on, uh, on AstraZeneca, but I've, 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 it, that's probably the, the the one that I want the least if I had to, if I had to pick one, just based on everything I've read. Um, I'm happy I'm getting Moderna. I'd be just as happy if I got Pfizer. I'd be happy if I got Johnson & Johnson. Um, I know Johnson & Johnson is the least effective, but it's also a one-doser, so if everyone just got that, fantastic. I'm pretty sure uh, I'm getting to the Pfizer one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Moderna. So, I mean, Pfizer and Moderna are pretty comparable. They're both, like, over 95%. Mm -hmm. Queen of States, my husband is a Leafs fan. I'm technically a Habs fan. Our house is fun. I mean, of those two teams, I prefer the Habs. So I'm, I'm with you, Queen of Spade. Um, I laugh when the Leafs lose in the first round of the playoffs every year. So so that, that Leafs do spark joy with that. Um, you know, when they overpaid for Tavares, I laughed. When when Babcock got hired and fired, I laughed. So, But I, I'm also a Sabres fan, so what, like, it's not like I can cheer for my own team. I can only cheer for the destruction of a rival. I'm a dick magnet, but not in the fun way Amanda said. I'm saying that Amanda said that because I don't want anyone listening to the audio-only podcast to hear me say that. <laughs> I barely follow any sports, but since I was born and raised in St. Oh, if you're born and raised in St. Louis, you got some good sports to follow. I mean, I'm sorry you lost the Rams, but you got some good sports to follow. Cardinals are a fun team. Uh, can't remember the last time a Detroit won anything. It was, um, well, they won the World Series with Tigers, uh, like in the early 2010s, I believe. And Oof, when, I watched, when I watched the Pistons play, they won. They beat the Lakers in 2003. And Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace were two of my favorite. They, they still are two of them. Honestly, I love that Pistons team that won it all. Chauncey Billups is one of my favorite all-time guards. Rip, Ham Rip Hamilton, fantastic outside shooter. Love Sheed Wallace. He's up there as one of my all-time favorite players as well. Kevin Garnett is my all-time favorite player, but Sheed Wallace is up there. Uh, ben Wallace is why I got into basketball because I played NBA Street. And I played as him because he just blocked every shot in that game. And I was like, damn, I like this guy. Who is he? And I started watching basketball because of him. Uh, most people I know got Moderna. We're all thrilled. It's the Dolly shot. Nice. Uh, I finally feel normal after my second shot Wednesday. Still have stolen them. Those in my armpit, though. Oh, I'm sorry, Amanda. Um, Queen of Spade, right? They always make it then mess up in the playoffs. The Leafs make me like, yeah, the Leafs are hilarious. And I mean, like, they, okay, so they didn't lose in the, they did not lose in the first round last year. So I'll give them credit for that. They actually lost before the first round. So congrats, Leafs. You didn't lose in the first round. You just didn't even make it. <laughs> um, Amanda, I hope that gets better. But yeah, same. My husband, RK, and my husband could talk sports. I'm not into it as much. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, Amanda, I'm happy you're feeling better, though. Joseph was drinking back then, so he doesn't remember. Fair enough. <laughs> 
Yeah, the Raptors. I mean, I was actually cheering for the Raptors the year they won it all. Um, that, that, that was just a fun series to watch. And obviously Kawhi Leonard did his thing. He, he went to he went to Toronto. Y'all won a championship, and then he dipped. And and now people are questioning him. It's it's wild how when it comes to sports, it's always about what have you done for me lately. Getting all my stickers together, guys. I have so many stickers. Caroline wants to know what you're getting rid of. I have it's, been getting rid of so far mostly trash, honestly. Mostly trash, and then there have been a few non-trash items I've gotten rid of that have been mostly like um, people's business cards. Yeah, for everyone listening to the audio-only podcast and can't tell, Savvy's been really busy cleaning, so I'm not hogging the microphone. Yeah, I'm, I'm cleaning. I keep po- popping off of the microphone because <laughs> I need to go clean in places, but I'm getting I'm getting my stuff together. Savvy's being productive, and I'm being entertaining. Yeah, I started week three of Insanity this week. I'm contributing to my MLM. How about you? I have these uh, these cards, right? Oh, you know what? I'm going to send you one of these that say, leave your MLM and you're in a pyramid scheme. And I'm, I'm going to edit it to be to make it mom. And I'm going to change leave to, to something sexual. And then it'll be really funny. Yeah, it'll be like, leave your mom. No, that's not funny. Leave your mom. Leave mom behind. Yeah, that's just depressing. That's just depressing. <laughs> yeah, that's depressing. Sorry. Let's figure out where to put these greeting cards. I will say every time I text MLM, it does autocorrect to mom. It autocorrects to mom every time. Every single time. And it's annoying. Same thing. And it's every- always like, I hate moms. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. I love moms. No, it's 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 more like this. Duck moms instead of fuck MLMs. Duck moms. Duck moms. <laughs> <laughs> Duck you, moms. I mean, MLMs and fuck. What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, man. I love it. My mom was talking about how funny we are together yesterday. I was at Easter dinner, and my mom was just talking about how much she loves our show and thinks we're so hilarious together. Oh, I mean, we are the second coming of Mike's Super Short Show. Oh, definitely. Sort of blasphemous because... Mike Super Short Show is very special to us both, and this is the day after Easter, so I don't want to say the second coming, uh, the day after <laughs> has That's risen. Like yesterday, we were, oh, there were, my parents had a music playlist going on while we were having Easter dinner, and Ghostbusters came on, and Tyler was like, I'm not sure we want to we wanna be going after attacking ghosts on Easter. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if the Ghostbusters were back or were around back then? They're like, yeah. oh my god, my, my reading is off the charts, and they just go to the <laughs> Oh, Christina, I uh, this comment I wrote I I wrote moms don't belong at craft fairs yesterday. I met MLMs and it felt really bad because I'm a mom and I love craft fairs. I love craft fairs. Y'all, what are your favorite? What, what, yeah, what are your funniest MLM typos? Moms don't belong at craft fairs. That's a good one. Though. Um, Amy has been watching too much anti MLM because phone does the opposite. I don't think you can watch too much anti-MLM content. Fox and Compass agrees that we're hilarious together. Oh, thank you. All right, guys. RK is going to continue to control the podcast. I'll be right back. Ugh. So much work. I don't know if y'all know this, but by now I usually have to take at least one phone call or bathroom break. So this is really uncomfortable for me. Why do you think I bounce all the time? It's not ADD. It's blad der der. Um... We watch Life of Brian and Zombieland on Easter because we're all going to hell. I hope not. Unless hell is pleasant. Have y'all actually wondered, like, what if hell is actually a really pleasant place? Um, 
like wouldn't that just be wild? It's just like I, I don't know. What, what what if hell's a country club? I know that that would actually be legitimate hell for some people, which would be wild. I actually that would really suck. Can you imagine if hell is like a wasp country club? And it's just and like you just spend eternity getting judged by by Karens. Oof. But then what if heaven's also Karens? What if Karens run heaven and hell? Fuck. Fuck. I don't fucking know. I'm I'm hoping for the simulated reality and just sort of like unplug and realize I'm an alien this whole time that's just been playing a virtual reality game as I travel across space and time. I hear a nice little echo coming in. That's beautiful. Uh, let's read these comments real quick. Uh, so I told someone their mom. Okay, 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 okay. There we go. Oh no, I have a bummer thing I need to vent about, and I don't want to bring down the energy of the stream. But I, I don't know anyone in real life who will understand. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, you you can bring down the energy. We're all pretty energetic. I told someone to report their mom. I meant MLM because they're. <laughs> you got to report your mom, dude. Spouse Beast is hearing y'all for the first time and keeps busting up, busting up over in his little corner. We appreciate you, Spouse Beast. I have Arbon come up in my predictive text anytime I try typing a word that starts with AR. Uh, so you just couldn't text me. I think heaven would be very Karen-y. I have organized about 20 things in between paintings and watchings. It absolutely is. Oh my God. Place, the good place. I, so here's the thing. I, like the good place doesn't seem that like, not just the good place where they end up eventually in the end, but like the good place where they they are training with all the frozen yogurt. That doesn't seem that bad. Like I, I could I could get behind that. I need a lot of frozen yogurt. And I like the flavors. I like that. So that's I really love that show. That's such a clever show. I love the fact that it it has like, ethical philosophy right at its core. It's just such a cool show. Um, I want to fly around and haunt people. Fair enough. That's not, that's not a horrible existence. Prison is a fancy hotel if you get it life now. Kimberly wants to be a ghost. Yep. <laughs> I guess in place of a huge bummer, I'll, I'll just say it's Autism Acceptance Month. And if everyone could promote, donate to an organization that is not Autism Speaks, you balance them. Yep. You got it. Um, mom that provides income disclosures deserves to be reported. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I actually saw a really nice TED Talks thing, uh, which I shared on the Your Morning Guru story the other day, which is autism's not a disease. It's just a different way of seeing the world, which I really loved. And um, if y'all aren't already following us on social media, I'll take this as an opportunity to say, please check out Your Morning Guru on Twitter, Your Morning Guru on Instagram, and r slash Your Morning Guru on Reddit. Also, Your Morning Guru on TikTok. Um, I probably post the most on Reddit because that's the that's like the community social media, and I really want to build the community there. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm enjoying running polls there. I'm enjoying putting posts there, asking questions. I'm able to like take things out of my journal and apply them there and basically just like get a read from the audience on what y'all think of this journal. That's fun. Uh, TikTok is, you don't actually have to follow us on there if you don't want to. Uh, that's more to bring new people to the stream by posting clips. So that, that's more of a, uh, a growth driver. Instagram's just for the legitimacy. And, uh, but, but please do it on there. Actually, if you follow us on Instagram, chances are you're going to get at least one dog picture, just unsolicited random dog picture. Cause I take pictures of Logan constantly and I want to share them and I have more fun direct messaging people, pictures of Logan's and videos of Logan. And he's pretty cute. Those of you who have received unsolicited dog pics, let me know. Maybe we should also start, continue this movement of convincing people to send unsolicited dog pics because you know, they both, 
I, I, I saw I saw someone once post like, guys, every time you sent a dick pic to a girl, replace it with a dog pic and you'll get so much further with them. I think that's a pretty good piece of advice. Not saying that I'm doing that as a replacement site so because I understand how that came across there adding on. That was just a random train of thought that I had to come up with because I have just have, I have to randomly talk constantly to keep the train of thought going because this gets uploaded on an audio only platform and I don't have that second voice to bounce ideas off of. So I'm just talking to myself right now which for some reason is considered sane if you have a microphone, but it's insane if you don't. It, isn't that wild? It's like, what the fuck? If I were doing this in my apartment right now without a camera on, I'd be the craziest fucking person in the world. But because I have a microphone and a video camera, I'm totally sane and running a podcast and it's a form of entertainment. God, we are such a weird species. Logan, you're so lucky you're a dog. Yeah, so unsolicited dog pics are the best. Uh, growing driver you've been on too much in the tiktok scene oh what's becoming of this podcast yeah yeah so i like tiktok for its ability oh thank you for the follow naptown nola i just followed you back on your morning yeah also y'all if, if you have a private account and you follow us on instagram i don't follow private accounts back because i don't know who they are so if you want that follow back from our your morning guru let us know in the let me know in dms who you are, and I'll, I'll send you that. I'll, I'll hit you up with that follow back. Uh, who says you are normal, RK? I'm not saying I'm normal, but I'm more normal than if I, was, if I were just doing it like this, like camera off, and if I turn, like if I did this just now, and the camera was off, and the microphone was off, and y'all weren't watching me, and I was still talking about unsolicited dog pics, I'm sure people, my neighbors would be raising questions. So uh, I, I don't have cats. I can't do the unsolicited cat pics, but feel free to reply with unsolicited cat pics. Um, I do get, a, I don't get unsolicited cat pics, but, um, I do. I, Janelle has sent me a couple pictures of her cat, um, which, 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 who's very, very fucking cute. Uh, I've sent savvy unsolicited dog video DMs to show off my pup's fitness training. That's fantastic. Please send them to Your Morning Guru. Also, if anyone wants us to post videos of their dogs on the Your Morning, actually, what, what am I saying? Us post. If you. Y'all, please contribute to the Your Morning Guru subreddit and post videos and pictures. Dogs are welcome. Just spark conversation. Welcome back, Sally. Oh, I'm, I'm back. Take Dude, it's cleaning, my office is such a hot mess. Cleaning this is taking even longer than I expected, you guys. This room is insane. This room is insane. Uh, let's check out the... I, I missed a lot while I was cleaning. Uh, unsolicited bunny pics is my deal. What? 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 <laughs> I'm 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 so I'm so lost on this. Unsolicited dog videos. Uh, yeah, I'm getting busy. <laughs> I was getting busy with cleaning, dude. That's the thing is, I want to. I hate cleaning so much. This is why this is so difficult for me. I'm hoping Marie Kondo's book will continue to inspire me. Um, Kimberly says, I've said savvy unsolicited dog video DMs. You did to show your dog doing like little exercise, little doggy workouts. It's so cute. It's so cute. Um, uh, Boxing Compass saying you should have a whole segment on the morning show with doggo videos. Oh my God, we should. That's brilliant. We can do like, it would be fun. Like if everyone sent in a video of their dog and we shared it on the screen, that would be so fun. I would absolutely do that. One of the things that I was excited for with tidying up is I got myself this new, this fun bag for my markers and art supplies. So I'm super excited. I have some more markers to put in it. Then I can throw out the marker case. All right. Uh, 
I agree with this. Dogs are the best eye bleach after talking about terrible gurus. Yes. And then 10 minutes a day every day, I assume. I don't know if you're talking about cleaning or if you're talking about dog videos. But I'm going to assume you're talking about dog videos because we could absolutely do 10 minutes of dog videos every day on this show. I think that'd be wonderful. Y'all check it out. Got all my markers in here now. No more markers. Uh, just all around the room. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I've got my drawing tablet here. I had almost like my drawing tablet was buried under a ton of things. And then I'll keep the stylus with the drawing tablet. What a novel idea. Um, yes, doggy day. We need to have doggy day. Kimberly saying can't wait for your video premiere today. Thank you. Y'all So okay, so here's what's going on today. Here's what's going on today. This is the video that's premiering today on my channel. Can set a little reminder here. It's called Rachel Hollis gives up her rescue dog and fakes LGBT allyship. Fun topics, right? Um, so that's going to be today's video. And I know a lot of people have been asking me about if I'm going to do a video on, you know, she did a whole hot mess on TikTok, right? And then she did a whole fake apology because, you know, Girl Stop Apologizing wasn't just a cute title. She actually doesn't seem to believe in apologizing. It was for real. She wasn't making a joke. So, um, ew, look at how much dust is on this pen. Ew, look at that. That's disgusting. That's just going in the trash. Ew. Oh my goodness. No wonder we get allergies in this house. Um, oh, oh my God. I love this bookmark. I'm so glad I found that. Put that in my books. Um, let me find which book I'm reading so I can put it in there. Dude, my desk is like so much better already. All right, I need to deal with the capture card. I need to, I can put this back. I can put this on here. Need to deal with this too. The problem with cleaning is it just reminds me how much shit I have to deal with. And I hate that because I'm like, I already have too much shit to deal with. And then I'm like, oh, now that I'm cleaning, I found all these other obligations I have. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So that and then so Rachel did a whole mess on TikTok, right? Where she was like, I have a woman who cleans my toilets and it's because I work harder than the rest of you. Right. It was really it was incredibly rude uh, in so many ways. So she did that. And then, so I filmed a video on that the other day. It was too much to fit into the dog video on top of everything. I got, okay, here's the thing is she can't stop. So I got the dog video done. And then when the dog video was done, then all of a sudden she has a whole hot mess on TikTok. Okay, so I film another video for that to make a separate video. As soon as I get that video filmed, she puts up a fake apology on Instagram. And I'm like... Can you stop being a dick for five minutes so that I can get a video completed, please? Um, so I'm going to record a little update for that. I originally was planning to get the video out Friday. I'm going to try to get it out Tuesday. I'm going to try to get it out tomorrow because I'm getting the vaccine on Wednesday. And then I'm going to fall asleep for most of Thursday and won't have time to edit that day. So my plan is I'm going to spend after this morning show, I'm going to edit like all day today. Get that video done. And then... Uh, hopefully have it up tomorrow. And then Friday, I'm hoping my plan for Friday, actually, this is kind of fun. I might do um, Friday morning at my normal video premiere time. I might do a live stream with the channel Always Marco. I don't know if you guys know him. He's another anti MLM YouTuber. Um, I might do a live stream with him because if you were on his live Saturday night, uh, it was so funny. He 
you guys remember my debate with Scott. I feel like there's so much context here, but I'm just rambling. But you guys remember I had that debate with Scott about his like misogynistic rhetoric and all of that. And then this dude Marco was reacting to my debate with Scott and wanted to get Scott on the show to talk about it. But Scott wouldn't come on the show. So he went and found Scott's co-host's phone number on LinkedIn and then did like a, he was doing like some improv acting. He was like pretending to be a guy who was interested in joining an MLM because Scott's co-host is in an MLM. So he called him and he was like, oh, I hear there's some anti-MLM YouTubers and whatever. And then Scott's co-host goes off about me. Like he goes off and he's like, yeah, there's this girl Savvy. She like cares about, about women and like, women are just too sensitive to like topics of sexual assault and like he's going off about that and he's like is savvy is like in the lgbt community so you know how they are and like dude it's wild and it, like all of this is caught on live stream so i think i'm gonna have marco on my channel and i'm gonna interview him about his process of going undercover and like doing like the acting and faking it and things like that to see like his style of investigative journalism i'm going to talk to him about that and um also about that video which was wild yeah okay oh yeah yeah hold up i'll get i'll find you guys a link in just a second let me find a link i'll get you guys a link oh yeah fox and compass was there dude it was great because we were all this was saturday night and rk and savannah marie and i were all playing the sims and then after we got off of the sims we found that he was streaming about this and so then we all headed over there instead it was great uh, I can, I'll find you guys the link one second. Yeah, Amanda. Well, okay. Here's the thing is it's easy to be in a rage, but what's even better than raging is just finding how amusing it is. But then again, this is a theme in cancel Sean Boston, right? I am someone who just, I just thrive on attention, even if it's negative. So, so, so no more. <laughs> it's a really long stream. Um, let me see if I can find. Are you talking about Always Marco? Yeah, I'm talking about the Always Marco stream from Saturday night. It's a really long stream. He starts calling. Well, he starts reacting to me and Scott's debate about 48 minutes in. This stream is. I recommend long. watching the whole thing though because Savvy and I, I, I watched both. Streams. We watched it. We watched, we watched it together. It was great. We were eating popcorn and getting drunk as fuck. It was awesome. It was fantastic. Y'all, y'all missed out on some fun. Um, and then I think at two and a half hours in is where he starts <gasps> calling. Oh, um, we're alone now. It's all good. Where he starts calling Scott's co-host. Um, and Dude, Logan's yeah, so funny. Wild. I'm sorry. Just some random person comes into the apartment, and Logan's instinct is to bark and run away. Like he's all about going into the other room to bark. He's like, I can. <laughs> Logan has the, the the Wizard of Oz approach, where I could be vicious as long as no one sees me. <laughs> Basically, yes, gays and women, so sensitive. That's basically what... And then he went on a weird anti-vax rant after that. It was really weird. Uh, he was like, yeah, like, it's kind of like all these people that think the vaccine is going to work. <laughs> like, it was wild. It was wild. Dude, Marco got him to say some weird shit with, like, almost no prompting. I mean, he prompted with the women a bit, which don't get me wrong. It's not like you should say it anyway, but he was definitely like, he trying he, to get I was not even brought up. Like, he did not, like, he was reacting to the debate with me and Scott, but he didn't tell that to the co-host. He was pretending to be a different person when he called him. So when he called him, he did not bring me up at all. He was like, I've heard there's anti-MLM YouTubers. He's like, yeah, like- Oh, he was trying to bring himself up. He, he, yeah. he was really trying to bring him. Like Marco was like, yeah, there's this guy like Always Marco. And the guy's like, well, I've, I've never heard of Always Marco, but I'm talking like But there's this girl, Savvy, and she's like, she's like cares about women's issues. And it's just, it's clearly clouding her judgment. <laughs> it's 
was wild. But, but then Marco was like, women, right? And that just sparked Peter to go off. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Marco was like baiting by pretending to also be like a misogynistic MLM rep and being like, oh, yeah, women are always sensitive, right? And he was like, <laughs> LGBT comments have me rolling. Oh, you know, the BLT, like the BLT community. And so when we react to that, I'm definitely going to make myself a BLT because it was making me hungry for one. <laughs> it was, I don't know. I'm like, was was Peter aware of this? Did Scott tell him? Was he trolling, or like, was it just that perfect? I don't know. You guys should watch the live. It's hilarious. I don't think Peter knew because Scott kept sa saying Peter knows. I told him, and then Peter just sa kept saying worse things. And then when Marco finally came out and told him, he could have just hung up. Peter he was mad. He, he, he could. Was he mad. Said, like if, if if he knew, he would have said something. He wouldn't have just hung up. So first off, Scott lied because he said I told Peter already. Scott so lied. Scott wow, lied because Scott said Peter and I talk so much shit about you on our podcast already. And then when Marco tried, uh, yeah, up, and there, like, oh, I've never heard of it. I've been looking for it. I've been lurking, looking for the shit talking of Marco on the podcast, and it is not there. Dude, Marco, Marco was ruthless with Scott. Like he just picked a narrative that sounded good and just went with it. He's like, "You deadbeat dad, never there for your kids, probably divorced." That was a little too mean. I thought that was a little too mean because that's ad hominem shit. But you know, it's it's his own style, so I'll, you know, it's his channel. He can. He can you be too mean to someone who's completely anonymous on the internet, though? Because we literally know nothing about Scott. That's true. I mean, it's kind of a that's kind of an interesting question. I don't know. I, I mean, that's just not my approach. Is what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's wrong for that. I absolutely love Marco's channel. I think he's a fantastic creator. Um, but my point is that I I wouldn't pursue it that way just because for me I care about I care more about the um, attacking an argument rather than a person. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily how everyone has to approach. Well, here's it. a philosophical I question: Is Scott a person? Like, I mean, I'm not saying like the, I'm not saying the real Scott. Is, I'm saying is the he real a bot. <laughs> Because obviously Scott's a person. Like, I mean, not, not even obviously, but like there, there is a person who plays Scott at least. And there is a real person but like, behind is he, is it. it an act? <laughs> is Scott Tex Johnson a person? Like, is the uh, is the person on the internet a person? Because we don't know think of it. Like, no picture. Uh, ever, like, we just have to take his word for everything he says about himself, which is very little. And most of the things he says have been factually proven wrong about himself or about how to handle MLMs. Now, ab about whether or not... This, Basically, like, yeah, no, just about everything he says is factually proven wrong, like, within seconds. Because he says, I talked to Peter about you. He didn't. Uh, I roasted you. Podcast going up. It didn't. Um, yeah. So I don't think he necessarily, like, if, if, I don't know if he necessarily applies to the same rules as, like, how you treat other people. Until um, he starts acting as one. Fox and Compass says there are several Scott redacted last name who are MLM commentators, so it could be any of them. That's interesting. Yeah, and so I, I think, like, the rules of engage, and I'm not saying I would do this either, but I also don't necessarily feel guilty about the way Marco handled it because I'm wondering if there are different rules of engagement for people who yeah, that's have different amounts of identity on the internet. Like, I would, like, for example, Peter going after you, that's more personal because he's right. personally going after someone he's who's putting himself out me. personally. We don't know anything about Scott except for that he claims to have lost $250,000 in Amway. Right. Yeah, Claire, I'm not saying that people who aren't public on the internet aren't people, but I'm saying the persona they put on the internet might not be a person, if that makes any sense. Right, no, I know what you're saying. I'm curious, like, is is Scott, is he, like, just maybe some guy named Jim who is, actually didn't lose money in it, right? Like, is he playing a part? Like, that's, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Because, like, you can be part? anyone. Don't you, don't know, you don't know anything about them, and that's why I'm saying the rules of engagement might not be the same. Like, obviously, they're still a real person. 
Like, I'm, not, I'm not talking about right. the, I'm not talking about the person behind the this keyboard. Is interesting. I really don't know. I don't think this is. There's not really a clear precedent set for it, which is interesting. And that's sort of what I'm getting at. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know. It's 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 because it's it, it's it's just weird. It's it's one of those things that I don't have a cut and dry answer. Like uh like that uh, someone attacking an anonymous bot is does not feel as inflammatory as someone attacking. Oh my god, I didn't even realize this mug. Sometimes this happens, guys. I get so messy that I'm like, where is this mug I ordered forever ago? And it turns out it was just under the mess. The oh, Clint, you, you absolutely can be super visible and lying. I agree. Like, that point doesn't negate the other, though. Like, those those are two completely different points. If someone's physically visible and then they get caught lying, you obliterate them. Yeah, I find that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think Clara makes a good point, too, though, which is... It, it's a good point, but it's not a, it's a different point. Right, it's a different point. And that's why I also, but I think her point is kind of, oh, here we go. I got my Business Guru Magnetic Poetry Mug. Heck yeah. From the Savvy Merch Shop. Um, I'm going to get this washed so I can start drinking out of it. Yeah, but I think what Claire's saying is in part why, like, you know, I like Marco's approach. I think it's good for his channel, but I like to take a different one just because, you know, I, I'm also, like Peter said, I'm very sensitive. I'm very sensitive, guys. I just, I don't like to, uh, I, I would, I'm, scared that I'm going to legitimately hurt someone in real life and I don't ever want that to happen. I want my like impact on the internet to be more positive than that, even though I'm kind of a bitch on the internet. I don't know. It's the internet's weird, guys. Who knows what happens on but the you internet. also want like contradicting things too. Like if if the only way to grow on the internet, if the only way to get that attention that you're actively seeking is to go the humiliation route, then we have to go into your principles of what's more important to you, the attention or the uh or, or the not har har bringing harm to others. Right. I do. I mean, that's the theme of Cancel in Boston, guys. That's like we're that's like we're writing a novel exploring this whole idea because it's weird. There's not really a huge precedent for how this shit works. I mean, it, it just basically goes back to decisions aren't static. It's not one decision gets one reaction and then it's over. It's one decision gets one reaction, which gets gets one re-reaction, which which gets one and it just keeps going until it finds a new equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Curtis says, totally agree on personal attacks, attack bad ideas and lies with facts and logic over cheap shot just undercuts your argument. That's what I tell, like, when I get a lot of anti-feminists that come on my videos and are like, Savvy, you are ugly and have nasty teeth and have um, ugly hair and uh, you dress bad. I'll be like, cool, that's an ad hominem attack. You didn't refute any of my points. Okay, so I, I agree with this point, but now let's also talk about, it depends on what purpose you're trying to serve. Are you trying to... Uh, are you trying, is the sole purpose just to get the facts out there? In which case, yes, I completely agree. Is the sole purpose to convince people that you are opposing of your ideas because they might not care about facts and then how do you reach them? I think the, I think the goal, at least for me, even when I have debates is to get the audience to think about different ideas, right? So like, I think it's interesting. It's fun to approach a debate from the perspective of, I'm not necessarily going to change my opponent's mind but both my opponent and I will share a perspective and potentially there will be people in the audience who haven't heard either of these perspectives or heard either of these research that we're going to talk about. And because of that, maybe we will have helped people in the audience learn something new or consider something in a different way. So I think debates are really for the benefit of the audience to hear full perspectives on different things and try to decide what ideas they think make the most sense. Are you saying that's the theoretical purpose of a debate or that's what you actually see debates in practice? I, I think in practice, a lot of debates lose sight of this, but I'm saying that when I host debates on my channel, that's what I want my mission and purpose to be. 
are you saying debates lose sight of it from the audience or from the two debaters? I think they lose sight of it from the person structuring them because if we look at a lot of debates that happen in the media, right? We see like political debates, we see things like that. We see, you know, I don't know, Ben Shapiro doing a speech on a college campus, whatever. A lot of times the way it's framed uh, by the people who are hosting it or by the people who are advertising it is framed in a dramatic way to try to get the most attention. So it seems more about like, oh, is Ben Shapiro going to destroy this loser with facts and logic? Like, it doesn't matter. It does. It's not about destroying someone. It's about sharing your ideas with the audience and having both, uh, having the audience. Even if you're hearing someone like Ben Shapiro who has harmful ideas, even if you're hearing him, now you're aware of what he believes and what he's influencing his followers to believe. You don't have a fake, a fake notion of it. You have the real, the real belief there. So but you would know he do that approach if it didn't get generate the views? Because oh, I guess it's it's it's, 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 it's just the start of the circle. Right. Uh, yeah, because because I, I guess that's that's sort of the point I'm I'm trying to make. And it's not even a good point necessarily because I don't think what's the start of a circle is a good argument. But I still want to ask it anyway. What's the start of the circle? Is it Ben Shapiro creating this content, or is he creating this content for a ready-made audience that's actively searching for it? Here's the thing. I and I, I this is from reading like his older work right now that I'm reading for reviews on my channel. I think like a lot of people, I think he probably started out genuinely believing things and wanting to share it, but. Like, like we saw right when he was critiquing the Meghan and Harry leaving the royal family, that doesn't match with any of his previously held beliefs that he had. Or when he will go off on something that is, he just tries to now, I think, go counter to what a lot of people who don't like him will think, even if it doesn't fit in with his normal principles. So I think he has sold himself out for clickbait at this point. Oh, he's mean. I mean, he's just straight and up mean He's now. just a mean guy. Like, right? Yeah. Like, I think when he started, I think he... I think he was just like a, you know, a capitalist kind of dude who wanted to share his opinions with other people and who, you know, didn't really understand the LGBT community and things like I think he was just like a guy who had ideas that I don't agree with and think are bad, but I, I don't think he was setting out to actively cause harm at the beginning and he's just turned into a complete bully. Do you see similarities between like I mean, and I mean it's it's weird to say it because I really like Always Marco, but do you see similarities between him and Shapiro's approaches? Because I feel like Always Marco know. does go for the he he goes for the dunk, right? And that's what's interesting is like I don't know, and it, it, I you know that's the thing is I have a personal bias because I like Marco. I like Marco. I like what he stands and he's for, really smart. And I don't like Ben Shapiro and think he's an asshole. So that's the thing is that like I I, I think I don't think I'm objective enough to answer that question. No, and, and I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I really like Marco, and I think his approach yeah. is really cool, and it's unique. Now, that being said, I, love I, his, I think his approach, I love how he does the improv thing and, like, like pretends to be a... Uh, and that's clever. That demonstrates, like, on the fly intelligence. And I'm just, like, I'm happy he's doing it because I, that's the thing for years I've been saying, I want to dress up as Ivy and do that. Like, that's been a goal of mine for, since I, for the past two years. Would that but, be mean if you did that? No, I think, well, the reason I don't do it is that Illinois is a two-party consent recording state, so I can't do it in Illinois. But so, if you could do it and you did it, I'm asking, would you be doing something that you also actively dislike others doing? No, because I think the way the way I had planned to do it was to dress up as Ivy and go into smart circle interviews. Okay. And anyone who's hosting a smart circle interview is actively scamming you. So it, I didn't think it was as much in terms of like, 
me trying i wouldn't be like going to like an up an mlm party and bashing on all of the people who attended it because a lot of them are victims right but i feel like if i go to a smart circle interview and talk to the leader of the company that's a smart circle scam i feel like i feel like at that point you're just exposing a predatory practice for the good of society but then if we bring that back to scott then and basically mm -hmm. say of if we if you if we're willing to not give smart circle the benefit of, of kindness per se, why should we give someone like Scott who actively goes into chats to stir shit up, to compare, to compare his losing of money to being raped, uh, to call all women horrible names for being too sensitive to his analogies. Why should we give him that respect if we're not willing to give smart circle that respect? Cause they, I feel like they both are operating. He's I, his, his purpose is to be an asshole to generate attention. It's not working. But his, his, his purpose is to do a net negative in order to bring attention. I don't think I give Scott any more respect than I would give Smart Circle. Like if I and, and I'm not saying you do. That was that was a question to the chat as well. Oh, because okay. I know, could, could be, honestly, I mean, not, not not to like single her out again, but I, I love Claire's points. But Claire asked, like we, Claire said we have to treat everyone as human. So I'm curious if like, what, like, I guess, I guess yeah. define what you mean by that. Like, does that mean, does yeah. that mean take the high road always? Does that mean match energy? Does that mean, what, what does that mean? So for me, what it would mean is to engage with the ideas rather than attack the person, which is the same thing I did with Scott, right? In the debate, I talked about Scott and the ideas. I even, you know, as a person, I told him that I think we have a lot of common ground, that I think his his mission about exposing Amway is a good one at the end of the day. So I think I tried to meet him where he was. And I would do the same thing at a smart circle interview. I wouldn't go in and and try to slam dunk on them to like, I wouldn't try to insult them to their face. I think it would be more of a thing where like, I would go in to ask the questions that would be difficult to answer. So that when I'm asking those questions, it shows on the video, how like when you're in a job interview, what types of questions could could actually secretly be indicating something else or something like that. So it would be more again about engaging with the ideas. I would probably even blur the person's face. Like so you're saying yeah. as long as you're engaging with the ideas, you can be as harsh as you want. I think so. And I know I just said a you're saying, but I was that, So like, you're I, saying this? Uh, <laughs> no, so you're saying Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm sorry for saying so you're saying, but it sounds like I was accurate with what you're saying. No, you were accurate though. That's fantastic. So, okay. so so that's that's the difference between me and, and Newman. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah, everyone in the chat who's talking about the, the Ben Shapiro's movie he's going to make with Gina Carano. I mean, if it is a terrible movie, we can all get drunk to it and play a drinking game. I love playing drinking games to terrible I'm movies. I'm not going to give him a view for a terrible... I'm, I'm not going to, like, enjoy a Just shitty pour movie. Just it, dude. <laughs> if, if, if it's a good movie, I'll give it a view. If it's a bad movie, he does not deserve my money for making a bad movie. Okay? He's not, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not Tommy Wiseau. Download it illegally. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I'm pretty sure Wisconsin is a one-party consent recording state. So my plan was I had listed this as a goal on Patreon like two years ago. That once I hit like $50 a month on Patreon, I was going to start buying myself train tickets to Wisconsin so that I could go to Smart Circle interviews there as Ivy. And then make it the by the time here. I hit that much on Patreon, a pandemic hit. So I had to change it. But anyway, my point is that I'm glad Marco's doing this because... I was never able to do this. <laughs> I'm glad he's doing it. And I'm excited to interview him about it on Friday to talk to him about his process and all of that's that. A good that's a good Friday show too, to make up for uh, the Rachel Hollis getting moved up to Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's ready for tomorrow because I ran a poll on Instagram and then someone messaged me to tell me that on the blog snark subreddit, some people had posted on the Rachel Hollis page being like, everyone go to Sammy's Instagram and vote for the video to come out on Tuesday. <laughs> That's Which is sweet. hilarious and I love it. <laughs> so do you see yourself building up a rival? Okay, I guess 
Who would you rather have a rivalry with, uh, Jordan Peterson or Rachel Hollis? I don't want to say enemy because I know that's a charged word, so I'm going to say rival. I mean, Jordan Peterson would definitely be more of a challenge because his fan base is relentless. Like, Rachel Hollis's fan base is more open to hearing about why she's problematic. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because of how she built herself up, her credentials, or do you think gender has something to do with it? I think it's because Jordan Peterson is actually a cult leader. Like, I think his followers are in a cult. Because just because there's so much in the don't question our leader mindset. And I think the reason is that what Rachel built her following on is motivation and more of like um, abstract ideas ideas of, you know, motivation and you can have it on things like that. Whereas Jordan. But super tangible results. I think that's important too. Like successful marriage. I mean, that's a binary. Do you have a successful marriage or not? I mean, not, not successful, but I guess. Her, her measurement was binary of are you still right. married so or not? They like, aren't. Basically, yes. It was like, t- it was a abstract concepts with tangible results. Whereas Jordan Peterson approaches it as look at my PhD. I am the authority. I have studies to back this up. Even if the studies don't always connect exactly with what he's saying, he approaches it in a way where he's like, I have the exact facts on this. This is not opinion. Right. And I think she approaches it in more of a like, this is motivation. This is this is something that you can get in your mindset. For him, it's much more like this is the way the world works and everything else is just factually untrue. And so then when people follow him, they get in this mindset of I know hard facts about the world that other people don't know. And if they question me, that's because they don't know as much as I do. And it becomes this like hierarchy of how much knowledge you have. At least that's what you're saying. So you're saying so you're saying so you're, so you're saying pink cotton candy is better than blue. Her BS is easier to pick apart. That's true too because hers is not as like he at least has sources that backs his stuff up even if those sources don't always clearly relate to the point that he's making. He has something that people will come at you with. So I think his his cult is a lot um he's also smart to him. He'll say things like generally um, to, to, to preface the sentence. And then when people call him out, he's saying, well, I, here's the thing people don't understand. I didn't say everyone. People don't understand. That's an exception. Um, to Curtis's point, I, so I agree that he gives off that beta energy, but to, to say he's a beta and not leading sort of ignores the, the, the like huge audience that he has built for himself. I think this is interesting. Yeah, I, and I was about to say it depends how you define success because Fox and Compass made an interesting point. Sometimes a successful marriage is one that ends and Jennifer said that she disagreed. But Fox and Compass brought up what I was about to say, which was, yeah, that depends on your definition of success. What does success mean to you? Uh, and with that, I have to pee really bad. So keep it going. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say that with marriage, because it's a binding contract that says till death do us part, I think a successful marriage is one that doesn't end with divorce. I don't think the successful marriage and a successful romantic endeavor are the same thing though. Um, so, so I, I guess it depends on what we're talking about. We're we talking about marriage specifically and like what you're vowing to do. Um, because then I, I think it's a pretty quick argument of you vowed to, to, to withhold uh, this relationship uh, until death through, for better or worse. And if you can't honor that, it's, it's a failed marriage. I'm not saying it's, it's like, and I'm not saying that person is a failure. I'm not saying anything about that person um, outside of the marriage, but I'm saying that's a failed marriage. Um, yeah, we're talking contracts. That's exactly what we're talking. We're talking marriage is a contract. I'm not talking romance. I'm not talking relationships. I'm talking strictly a binding contract. 
then if a person breaks the contract in another way, then the death part is null and void. Yeah, it's so, so, but then that's it's still a it's still a failed marriage because it's a failed contract. Again, I'm strictly talking the contract of marriage. I'm not talking relationships. I'm not talking emotions, love. I'm strictly talking honoring the contracts of a marriage. Um, which again is a completely different discussion because like if Rachel Hollis wasn't telling herself as a marriage expert, if she was a relationship expert, um, it would also probably have been a different conversation. I feel fail failed marriage is when you're divorced for sure. Yeah, and I mean, a failed marriage could also be other, like it's not necessarily a divorce. I think a divorce is one measurement of it. And again, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you should stick in a shitty marriage for the sake of the success of that marriage because a successful marriage does not necessarily mean successful relationships or success outside of it. Like you could have a really shitty home or uh, you could be failing as parents, which should trump marriage if you're together. So I think you can successfully divorce and then and like be a successful parent after a divorce or have a successful relationship after the divorce, but we're strictly talking marriage. And I just wanted to make that clear. I wanted to define what we were talking about before we continue with that conversation. Exactly. No, I completely agree with you, Jennifer. You can absolutely have a failing relationship and a successful marriage. I completely agree with that. Also, till death do us part has never been part of marriage contracts. I feel like that's so archaic. Is that even a thing? I mean, with, with that, yes, it is. Like, I, I guess that's all. Like, if you're saying that, yes, it is. Um, if you're not saying that, then no, no, it's not. Um, I feel like a failed is a charged word for divorce. I don't. Um, just because of what we're talking about, like if we're talking about fit, like if we're talking about you, cause you could succeed after a divorce and everything else, you could succeed in maintaining a relationship. You can succeed as a parent. You can succeed with your career, with your life, uh, with just about everything else. It's just with that marriage that that's a failure. That's all. That's all. Um, like I, I, I guess, I guess that argument though, is just coming down to semantics. Um, and again, we're, I'm talking strictly marriage. I'm not talking relationships. I'm also not a relationship expert. I would not want anyone to come to me for relationship advice. This is not relationship advice. This is this is a a low stakes discussion on on a topic that I'm not qualified to talk about for. Um, um, good point, Jennifer Queen. I'm trying to work on making a reaction video. I might just record it on my cell phone. Sounds good. My marriage contracts. Yeah, it was part of mine. Um, yeah. So again, I mean, I, I feel like this is one of those conversations where we can actually all agree with each other and still maintain our points. <laughs> like uh, that's just, that's just where I'm at right now with this. Um, I don't know. I'm not getting married anytime soon. So yay me. I feel like marriage is a really touchy subject for a lot of people. So the terms will change and the goalposts will likely change a lot too. Yeah. I mean, maybe marriage itself needs to be changed. I mean, I, I think, I, I think an interesting conversation on marriage would be, uh, have we grown beyond traditional marriage? Um, and do we need to redefine that? I know Ben Shapiro makes points on marriage of, he, he has anti-LGBT points on marriage of it should exist to, Savvy actually touched on this in her video. It exists for it. procreation only. For procreation only, which is interesting because if that's the case, then one, should we be benefiting marriage or should we just be benefiting procreation? And two, is Ben Shapiro openly saying that he supports government-funded maternity leave? Because that would be definitely a way well, to reward Ben Shapiro, what he specifically said in that video was that he doesn't support government in being involved in marriage at all. However, if they're going to be, it should only be for procreation. So I don't think he would support government-funded maternity leave based on the fact that... In, uh, guys, I'm eating a chocolate bunny, by the way. Wait, if he doesn't want government involved with marriage, then what's the point of marriage? Why sign this contract? The point is that you wouldn't sign a contract. It would just be a thing between the two of you that you're just making a commitment to each other to be together forever. 
That's so Which funny. I'm, I, I, I think that makes perfect sense. I don't think that makes any sense. <laughs> Why not? Because then you're just putting yourself at a complete disadvantage and just about like, you're literally just saying, okay, I am now vowing myself to you for no possible benefit except for you vowing yourself to me. And if it ends, it puts us at a great net negative for- Why does it put you at a net negative if it ends? Are you, are you asking like romantically, financially, uh, reputation? Uh, raising kids in a broken home. I mean, I know, I know raising I mean, kids. That can all happen but... with the government marriage too. Yeah, uh, yeah, it can. But you also get benefits with government marriage because they're going to reward you with with um, wh whether it be taxes, ownership of property. Um, you, you get more benefits from marriage with government with, without the go without government involvement. Oh, interesting. So uh, in, I, in an ideal world, what do you think the maximum number of people that should be able to get married to each other would be? I don't have any answer for that. I That's have a hard question. No fucking clue. Like, like I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, not in, I'm also not interested in marriage. So it's a weird fucking conversation for me. That's I just, fair. You're not, I, you're, you're not planning to get married? Not anytime soon. Oh, okay. Well, I also think it's like, why get married unless I'm having a kid? And I know it's different for you. I know you and Tyler. Yeah, because like I'm never gonna have kids, so exactly. So, but that, again, like marriage is then personal, and it all just depends on on what you want. So you and I, from the get go, have different ideas of what why getting married. Mm hmm. And this is interesting too, because it's like I think there's also a weird idea. There's the, the the weird idea here, right? Is that socially we're expected that marriage is supposed to be both for love and for government benefits, which works for the vast majority of people. However. If it's a government benefits thing, you should theoretically be able to get married to, like, your business partner or something if you want. You should be able to get, like, no one should care why you get married to someone. If it is for government benefits, the idea of love is so abstract that there's no way the government can regulate love. Oh, I completely agree with that. I think that if we want government involvement, maybe marriage should not be intertwined with romance. Right, absolutely. And it's like, if you want to marry the person you're in love with, do it. If you want to marry someone that you think you would have the most financial benefit with, do it. If you want to marry someone for whatever reason, as long as you're consenting adults, do it. I think it arguably takes more trust to start a business partnership with someone than a marriage also, just based oh, on absolutely. the lawyers, I, just based on the lawyers I've spoken to and mm -hmm. the uh, dissolvement of partnerships. Like I, I, m I will money. say you are the only successful business partnership I've ever had. And I've and never had a failed marriage. <laughs> well, I Sam, guess that's good though. Know, you and I have never signed any legal forms yet. And I'm a little scared too for a number of reasons. I mean, like it's 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 a difficult thing to do. Money mm -hmm. makes people funny. It does. It does. Yeah. Also for immigration status. Yeah. Why not? Love. Like, how does the how would anyone know? Like, they're like you have to prove that you're truly in love and not doing this for whatever other reason. Why? Love is not is not a tangible concept. It's very relative. If for love, if for you, love means that you're helping someone get into the country that they want to get into, and that's how you express love, then good I, for you. I think Amanda, we had my parents are my parents divorced. They stayed best friends till my mom died. The marriage didn't work, but the relationship after a brief period was very strong. Again, I think that a successful marriage is completely different than a successful relationship. I think you can have a successful marriage and a failed relationship, and vice versa. Absolutely. Right. Like, yeah, that's the thing. People are like, oh, this couple isn't in love anymore. So their marriage has failed. I don't think that's true. Their marriage is still... successful. Relationship failed. Right. And that's the thing is like, if they're both happy in that situation, then it's still a success because success is defined by personal happiness for most people. 
the bunny can't hear now. I would be even more annoying for sure if I didn't want kids and I hate that you will change your mind thing like sa like says who? Mm. Amen, Savvy. I don't want to tell people if I change my mind about having kids, I would adopt kids. I know for a fact I never want to physically have a kid. Oh, I'm in your boat too. I don't and it's funny, I'm saying this is someone who like would not actually carry the kid either, but yeah. I, 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 I don't feel any need to to procreate. If I have kids, it's going to be adoption. I like this. Oh. Oh. Joseph's comment here. I mean, based on the fact that like Tyler and I had a frequently on and off again relationship since 2007, I would agree with that point. Um, Queen of Spades says, I've been trying to get my tube side since I was 29. They would not let me until now. Now at 35, I can't. Oh, geez. Well, I'm 28. So it looks like I've got a long road ahead of me. <laughs> I have an IUD, thankfully, right now. Um, Logan's barking. Logan is saying, I'm the only kid. Exactly, dude. That's how Chewy is. He's like, no, it's just me. Although, guys, I'm very proud of Chewy. Yesterday... Well, because as I've talked about before, Chewie has anxiety issues, which I actually talk about in today's video a little bit too. Chewie has anxiety issues. He had a lot of trouble making new dog friends uh, just because of his reactivity. However, it took us like a couple of years worth of training and slowly introducing him. He has two friends now. Two. He has two friends. He spent all of yesterday in the yard with Wrigley and Kasha and the three of them were just playing for like, they played for like eight hours in the yard yesterday and they just, all three of them had the best time and they were just so cute the whole day. I took some videos. I'll have to, um, I think I posted one of them in an Instagram story, but no, the three of them, they were just, I was like, Chewy, when we adopted him from the shelter, that was one of the warnings they gave us, which was, you know, this dog might never be able to be around other dogs. Uh, a lot of people in the city, they like to take their dogs, you know, to, uh, restaurants where you can sit outside with the dog or take them to the dog park because most of us don't have yards here. Um, so you know, it was a thing to consider, which is like this dog, you might not be able to do any of that. And for a while we couldn't, but we started slowly introducing him. We saw where he had potential and now he has two friends and the three of them are so cute. Three of them are so cute. Yeah, I think what Curtis is saying here is really true, too, as well. Plenty of marriage dynamics completely divorced from love, such as advantageous political and financial alliances. Right. It's like, I feel like it, 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 there can be government benefits to marriage if you want there to be. But in that case, the government should not have any way to dictate who you get married to because you can't legislate what love is. And it's like, if you want to marry someone for a financial or political alliance, why not? If you want to marry someone to get them into the country, why not? There shouldn't be laws against that. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, Amanda ordered a cat stroller. Moxie Cup says, I'm a good dog, Mom. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And that's one thing I address in the video about Rachel and her dog today is that sometimes I have doubts. Sometimes I get worried where I'm like, Chewie's having this issue and I run a business where I am talking about rescue dogs. Am I going to be like exposed as a fraud because my dog Logan! Logan! Sorry, someone's here working on a on a a mold problem. So hi everyone, I'm holding Logan because he doesn't like loud noises. Sharma, I love this here. I met a married couple composed of two female best friends. They wanted to raise kids together and got married. Open relationship to fulfill their sexual connections. Yeah, why not? Sounds great. I think that's, that's funny the thing too. It's like, 
you could marry whoever you best want to co-parent with. Maybe the person that you're in love with would not be the best co-parent for your relationship. That's entirely possible. Completely agree with that. I was actually seeing people tweeting about this today where someone was like, uh, there was some guy being like, I'm a, a gay man who co-parents with a lesbian. And people were like, how does that even work? And I was like, well, the two of them probably got married for the sake of co-parenting. And then they probably just have sex with other people outside of it. Why not? Have fun. It's your life. Yeah. So I think it's an interesting conversation on, um, on, thank you very much. I think it's an interesting conversation on mm -hmm. marriage and just definitions of success and failure. And for tying it all back to Rachel Hollis, she objectively failed at what she was promising to deliver to her family. Right. Yeah. I think her marriage was a failure, not because of the divorce, but I think her marriage was a failure because she was selling people on the idea that you could keep any marriage together. It was, it was what she was setting as the standard and then telling other people to aspire to as the standard was not what she accomplished. And that is why I think it was a failure. Yeah. I think what worked with this discussion too, is we clearly defined what we were talking about, like definition of marriage. We defined it first before continuing with the conversation. Yeah, what Marie says, I don't, I mean, this might, I think this is controversial for society at large. I don't think it's controversial for this podcast, though, because I a thousand percent agree with you here. Everyone's choices with marriage or kids, that's, that's their own choice. No one should care about other people's choices. Oh, I completely agree. But we were just having, I mean, it's a, it's a good conversation. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is they said divorce isn't an option. They said that on their podcast multiple times. They would go on and be like, we never even think about the word divorce because it's not an option. It's like we don't even address it as a concept. Any problem we have can be worked through. And then they got divorced. So it's by, like... By having sex every day and telling Dave he looks good in his dad jeans and... Yeah. It, it, like, was, so, it was so awkward reading Girl Stop Apologizing. After that book is so awkward. <laughs> and, and hearing her be like, I want to be the girl in 30 years checking out my husband's ass in his jeans. I was like, well, you're not. <laughs> like, congrats. It's fun to watch the virtual conference she hosted two weeks before their divorce, where she's like, after this pandemic, I'm going to be a better wife. And I was like, you got divorced two weeks after you posted this. Holy shit. <laughs> like, what? Well, she, she she really thought about it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Logan, he's, oh my God, he's such a cuddly boy. Oh, no, he just does not like loud noises whatsoever. And there is a My mom loves Logan, too. She was telling me this yesterday. She was talking about how when she watches the morning show, she loves seeing Logan so much. Oh, well, here you go, Savvy's mom. Mom, if you're watching this, there's Logan. He's so cute. <laughs> Y'all, I made good progress on cleaning my office today. Is it perfect? No. Will I continue tomorrow? Absolutely. And I am going to read more of Marie Kondo's techniques in her audiobook tomorrow morning while I'm walking Chewy. And maybe even later today when I'm walking Chewy. What does Marie Kondo eat? What does she eat? I, I don't know. So no. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think she has a weird diet. I don't think she eats. I think she just like absorbs. She doesn't eat. She just absorbs energy. the energy of, of the positive thinking and the clean the house. It's, it's That's actually how you live for it. Okay. I'm actually, I wish Kat Benson was still here because I wanted to get her opinion on something. I've been reading about how the Mediterranean, um, I don't want to say diet because I don't think it's like, right to call it a diet necessarily because diet has that uh connotation of that's true i guess diet also just means like whatever what food eating. you eat yeah but like, you like, like i have a this like is, eating ten thousand calories of candy is a diet it's just, it is a diet it's not a good diet but it is yeah. one yes <laughs> so i wanted to get because like I, I i i was reading a lot about it because cnbc you know the the the, the, the channel and website that's all about uh that's all about money decided to post something on health 
because health sells way better. Health and money are two things that anyone can sell. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and they were talking about how like one of the healthiest diets you can have is Mediterranean, not for like its calorie intake or anything, but just for its health benefits and shit like that. I was curious that what, what Kat Benson's thoughts on. I would eat a Mediterranean diet. A Mediterranean food is so good. It's so fucking good. So good. It's good. Now I want more Mediterranean food. You should eat more Mediterranean food because according to CNBC, it well, will help you live the next couple of days, I'm going to be eating Polish food because it's what my mom made for Easter and we have leftovers. We have yeah. pierogi casserole. Polish. We have Easter. kielbasa. It's good. Uh, Polish Easter. Mm -hmm. I want to make very inappropriate jokes about Poles, but I just I just don't want to because I respect our friendship too much. <laughs> I won't get offended, <laughs> but I can't say the same for any other people of Polish descent who might watch. So I have a very small portion of my family that's Polish, and they cut us off because they're also anti-Semitic. Oh, so I love, I'm sorry. So I that's love. Oh, you know, it's it's totally fine. Like it's it's kind of a funny backstory too. Mm. Like one of my one of my aunts on that side was in this huge scandal because she was uh, having an affair with some clergyman or some shit like that who uh, who was supposed to be celibate or some shit like that. Like, it's it's really awesome uh, stories. So, like, I'm proud to be related to them, even though they're not proud to be related to me. Um, they sound like nasty people. No, that, like, that's hilarious. Can you not see the humor in that? Like, I mean, no, it's hilarious, but it's it's nasty that they cut you out of their family because they hate Jewish people. That's, well, they didn't cut that's me disgusting. Out. They, they didn't cut me out. They cut my dad out. So I get I get the benefit of, of like never really meeting them. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, so you I can just like you can just enjoy them in theory and how, without I, ever I having to get to enjoy them. the theory of a family. Okay. Oh, okay. I got um, you. I got you. Which is, which is wonderful. And I don't know. It's just like. Uh, it's gonna sound bad, but like you know, making Polish jokes like they were sort of the punching bags in my house growing up. Yeah, I mean, and that's fair. That's fair. You can use me as a punching bag too if you want, but I just say I I won't say the same for other Polish listeners because I I wouldn't I wouldn't want you to hurt anyone else's feelings. But I, it's pretty hard to hurt my feelings. Like as you guys saw, if you've seen Marco's stream where Peter was talking shit about me, if that didn't hurt my feelings, I don't know what will. Like I'm not very easily offended. I was um, I was listening some, to some Farrakhan this last weekend, and he was talking about Jews, of course, and he was talking about how like Jews are the boss level uh, of um, this person in my apartment is gonna think I'm like such a weirdo. Um, he was talking about how Jews are like the boss level of of like the evil that's taking over the world, and he was like, "Have you ever noticed how they're all for letting uh, they're all for letting the Italians and." the uh the irish and everyone else fight battles for them but they won't come out themselves and he was like and they'll let the poles fight their battles. i'm just thinking myself like excuse me they'll let the poles when have the poles ever fought for the jews like i'm sorry my history is a little foggy here i recall it being quite the opposite i think this person was probably just categorizing all people that hitler <laughs> would have eliminated together Oh, all people that Nazi Germany would have gotten rid of are the same as what this person's saying. Yeah, Paracons always stated. I, was just, I just thought it was funny. I was just like myself, damn, you like, you hate history in honor of hating, like, like, he will change any history he wants to make sure that he can say Jews are the worst. Jesus, oh my God. But it's, it's an enjoyable experience, I, I must say. Uh, it's, it's nice listening to someone talk when they hate you. Kimberly says that's an interesting topic to explore family chasms due to religion or politics. My dad stopped speaking to me years ago because I'm not a Trump supporter. Lots of situations out there like that. That is just wild. 
I, I always hate that. And that's that's how cult shit happens, guys. I talked about this in my political parties are cults video. I think that the a reason a lot of political parties become cults is that a key element of cults is like cut out your friends and family, isolate yourself, jo do all, only associate with people who do what we do. So do I think Trump is a cult leader? Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think Joe Biden's a cult leader, but I think that the Democratic Party does have cult-like elements as well. And it's I just think that, you know, if you have allegiance to something to the point where you're like cutting out your family, I don't get it. It And I get that there's like a level of like, you want to cut out people in your life who, uh, I guess, I oh, this is hard for me because I know that, I know that for a lot of people, it is healthy to cut out people in your life who are actively harming you. But I was actually talking to my family about this yesterday. Apparently, this is another place where I'm an outlier. I've been told, I, I learned from my family that I am an outlier. Like when you've asked me, are you an outlier on these things? Apparently, yes, because they were telling me they don't know what I'm talking about with half of this. For me, I would prefer to have people that I dislike in my life. I would prefer to spend time with people that I hate than to spend time with fewer people. And I think that that maybe is just like the fact that I'm so, I just need to be around tons of people all the time. Where like, if there's someone in my life that I'm like, oh, I hate this person. Then someone else will be like, yeah, well, we're still going to hang out with them. I'll, oh, I never said I don't want to hang out with them. I said I hate them. That's totally different. I'm, I love to hang out with people I hate. Yeah, I mean, I don't. But so maybe I'm in the minority of saying I'm, I'm all for cutting people off that don't spark. I don't you. think you're in the minority. I think I'm in the minority. I'm saying in the minority then of this, of this podcast. <laughs> oh, out of the two of us, we're each in the minority because we're the only one out of the two of us who thinks this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Logan definitely does not care who he voted for. He just wants attention. No, but I saw someone post today. Um, like It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It was like they, they were attacking Joe Biden, mm -hmm. which is fine. I'm not I'm not going to like, I don't care. Yeah, Joe Biden's a dick. I yeah, voted for him, but I hate him. Kind of like how I hang out with people I hate. I sometimes have to vote for people I hate. <laughs> but then it ended with good thing we voted out that mean guy who loved America, but just tweeted nonsense. I'm like, like, okay, that, that, that's inaccurate too. Trump wasn't just like a bad tweeter. Like you literally just said he loves America, but last I checked, he supported an insurrection and raiding the Capitol building. I like what Amanda is saying here. The difference between leftist and liberal. And this is a huge point I'm gonna make when I'm reviewing Ben Shapiro's book, because in Ben Shapiro's book, he looks at the world as, there are conservatives and liberals, and that is it. You are one or the other. There is no, nothing else. There's nothing else other than that. You're either, and, and in his mind, conservatives are right-wing and leftists and liberals are the same thing. None of this is true. What? This, I, just, I just need to make one point about Ben Shapiro before you keep talking, because I just can't stand that man. He, he literally says, I'm just trying to have a dialogue with people while sipping a mug that says leftist tears. It's like, you're not trying to have a dialogue. You're trying to get a rise out of people. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, now you can go, I'm sorry. So, no, I, but I'm saying that like, I think it is important to, to, to talk about, and I think the political compass, it's kind of a meme, but it's also, I think, has some value with the sake that like, if you are, a left winger, you could be a left wing authoritarian or a left wing, not anarchist, but like a left wing anti authoritarian. If you're a right wing person and you're a libertarian versus a fascist, those are incredibly different things, even though you're a capitalist at the end of the day. So it's all incredibly different. And that's the point is you can't, to have the, to treat the political spectrum as linear is ridiculous. It just makes no sense. And this is the thing too. Yeah, I, I watch a lot of leftist YouTubers. I follow a lot of leftists on Twitter. They're completely different than people who like Joe Biden. What? I mean, I could go into the differences all day, but they're they're not the same thing at all. 
And I definitely think that, I don't know, I don't want to stereotype, but I guess I'll call them like white lady liberals. Middle-aged white lady liberals are a fucking cult. The like support, the, the devotion to Joe Biden and being like, oh, he's our cute grandpa. Like, I hate it. I hate, I hate it. It's gross. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And I'm also sort of with Joseph where I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a libertarian. I, I am a lot more left than I am right, but yeah, I also don't trust government whatsoever. No. Um, so because I don't trust government and what they're spending money on, because I, I've just seen the failures in their spending, I'm at a point where I'm just like, I'd rather you not spend my tax money because I think you've been an abject failure at spending my tax money. So until we come up with a better solution, again, I say this all the time, I don't mind paying taxes as long as there's a benefit for it. Like if it's, going towards, if it's going towards an infrastructure bill, great. If it's going towards improvement of education, great. If it's going towards universal healthcare, great. If it's not going towards things that are, and, and the other thing is too, I want, the, I want it to actually work. I don't want you to just like, like we, we spend more per capita per student than any uh, in education than I think any other country in the world. And we're very mediocre in education compared to the rest of the world. That needs to be fixed. I'm not happy spending tax money on education if that's the result. I'd much rather you fix that and then I'll happily spend tax money on education. I can't remember now. Was it you or Tyler that I was talking to about whether internet should oh, be considered it was, infrastructure? It was me. It was like, oh, it was yeah. you? Okay, because I feel like Tyler and I talk about this all the time too. So I wasn't sure which one of you I was talking to about it. Okay, good. Um, Logan is getting heavy. I'm most hesitant I vote. Yeah. So for Biden, I was like, I'm looking at the ballot, dude. And I, I checked the Biden box, but I was like feeling like the vomit rising up in my chest as I'm doing it. Like, I know it sounds dramatic, but those actually happening. I'm sitting there like nauseated, like, oh, it was a bad experience just because I, I do not like the way he's treated women. I think he acts like he supports women now, but it's very performative. His whole, entire history has made women feel uncomfortable at every turn. Yeah, but you can't call him out for that because then people will say that, like, for some reason, that absolves Trump of his history. Right, it's ridiculous. I'm like, I call Trump out for the terrible way he treats women, too. You do realize that there are multiple misogynistic men in the world at the same time, right? And like, chances are they're all in politics. Well, not all. Yeah, you, know, you do you realize know. that. Oh, my like, God. Like, I'm calling out Cuomo for being a horrible piece of shit. Like, it's, it doesn't mean that I don't think Trump's a not a horrible piece of shit. I think Trump's a doubly horrible piece of shit. Like... I love what Fox and Compass is saying here. The worship of politicians is weird. Yes. I completely agree with that. It's weird. And that's what makes it cult. People who worship politicians and join a fandom for their politician. It's weird. I don't care who the politician is. It's weird regardless. It's, it's like, fucking weird. Like, uh, like I, I, I mean, the Trump fandom was insane. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. But even like, you know, I was a Bernie supporter. I voted for Bernie in the primary. His fandom is kind of weird, even though I do think he's kind of adorable. I get why he has a fandom because he's so cute. But at the same time, like, you know, worshiping a politician as a celebrity is never good. The politician, someone who is your leader, who is works based on your tax dollars, their job is to best serve the world that they represent. So you should hold them accountable and you should never just blindly be devoted. It doesn't make sense otherwise. They'll actually serve you better if you do that too, because they'll actually have to earn your vote. Joseph, I actually I have voted Libertarian in the past. In in 2012, I voted for Gary Johnson. I think <laughs> since then he's gone way. Like I mean, I to be fair, I was I was I've been open about this. I was a hard Libertarian frat bro when I was 19 years old. I like 
I just like smoked weed and was like, libertarians want us to all smoke weed together, man. <laughs> the, the thing I don't like about Gary Johnson is one, his tax plan just does not work because he's not taxing enough. He doesn't tax like anything. In my 19 year old edgelord brain, I was like, yes, no taxes for anything. It's like the the the, the tax, like he, the, the percentage that he was saying that you should be taxing. Like it was usually saying 15%. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's honestly, it has to be, I think it's like closer to 25. Oh, I, Fox and Compass in the, in the primary in 2012, I voted for Ron Paul. So I get it. Wait, you Rand voted for Paul. Rand Paul or Ron? I think Rand, Rand, Rand Paul. Oof. Rand Paul is worse. Yeah. Ron <laughs> Paul, like Ron Paul is a, is a kind of a sad old man, well, he, but at so least funny. he, he, he had some ideas that were innovative at the time. He, he's Versus, a right wing Bernie. <laughs> Yeah, basically, basically. Rand Paul is just like, but Rand no, Paul. I don't blame you for voting for him. Like, especially when it came to, um, oh, you the, hate like, your past self for voting for him. I see now. Yeah, I, I would hate my past self if I voted for Rand Paul. Rand too. Paul, I think, yeah, he's, uh, I think he's a terrible person. I do understand his appeal when it came to like, his neighbor thinks he's a terrible person too. <laughs> um, is it the, the Fourth Amendment, right? He, he had a big thing about, you know, the Patriot Act and the Fourth Amendment. I think he was right on that. And I think that that, that whole thing was um, what gained him a lot of fans. But, but when you look more into him as a person, he was awful. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't blame you for voting for him. I think we've all had some bad votes in our past. And th that's the thing. It, who cares? I mean, the world sucks. We're all going to try to make the world better together hopefully, but we all should just be trying to educate ourselves more as we move forward. I know, I know he's not disappointed in him, but I, I love tweeting at Rand Paul that your libertarian father is so disappointed with you. <laughs> Shit like that. Maybe um, Rand Paul is disappointed in him. I don't know. Maybe I, I hope he is. Um, <laughs> it's, it's up there with like, it's, I know, I know that we had this whole conversation. I don't be mean to people. You got to treat them as humans in this thing. But mm. y'all, I mean, have you ever tweeted at Alex Jones? Remember when you had a family? Remember when you could see your kids and had a wife? Like, have you, have you ever said that to him? Because, like, I will that, say, sparks, that sparks joy. <laughs> Gary Johnson in 2012 was the was the only candidate actively speaking out in favor of gay marriage. Like, I think a lot of people forget what 2012 was like because 2012, it, it was doesn't still... It like nine years ago? In 2012, like, whether LGBT people had full human rights was still a debate. Like, our humanity was a debate back then. It wasn't a given. And you had Mitt Romney and Barack Obama both being like, no, I don't think, we I mean, Obama later changed his opinion. And I appreciate that, that he came forward. I, I appreciate that about him. But the both of them at the time were being like, no, we don't need to change the definition of mar marriage is a man and a woman. Like they were about that. And Gary Johnson was one of the few people who was actively being like, no, no. So I mean, that definitely, that definitely influenced my vote for him in 2012. And, then in that and like, I know this is, this is going to be the most controversial thing to say. I'm going to get canceled for it. Mitt Romney and Barack Obama are almost identical people. Like not in they're, they're very similar. Like their healthcare plans were almost identical. They're both centrists. Dude, like, Mitt Romney in the second debate, I remember this vividly, Mitt Romney in the second debate against Obama got torn apart by Fox News for agreeing with Obama multiple times in that that's debate. That's the thing, I watched their debates in 2012 and I was like, they're just agreeing on everything. Like there was no argument, they just agreed on every single topic. And I was like, they're the same person. So in my mind, in my college kid mind, I was like, okay, there's two people who are exactly the same versus um, Gary Johnson who wants to legalize gay marriage. And I was like, I'll give it to him for that. That was basically where my mind went at the time. Not saying it was the right choice. I'm just saying that was my thought process. 
And then fast forward to 2016, and we have that golden clip of Gary Johnson asking, what is Aleppo? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, no. Oh, yeah. And that's okay, Fox and Compass is agreeing. And if, you know, Fox and Compass is one of the smartest people I know. So if she agrees, oh, wait, here we go. If Curtis is agreeing, too. Oh, yes. I was so worried people were going to cancel me. And so I sorry. talk about it all the time in private. But in public, I'm like, because everyone on Facebook was in either a cult for Obama or for Mitt Romney. And I was like, why are you in one of these guys' cults? They're so similar. They're the same dude. And neither of them are that good or that bad. They were both average ass dudes. Yeah, no, I mean, as far as like what to expect from a president, I think that Obama was as good as you can expect. Obviously, yeah. obviously he wasn't a, like objectively... I don't, I don't even want to say objectively great. Like I, I think compared to past presidents and compared to what you can expect from a president coming in during the uh, the Great Recession and turning the economy around, I mean, what more could you really ask for? I know he has faults. I know it's not it's, it's not yeah. difficult to find reasons to call him out. But all in all, if you want to measure body of work for a president and then compare it to body of work of past presidents, it's like, what more could you expect? I think what, what I think Obama did well was he showed he showed strong quality leadership. I think he did well as a leader. And if you're looking at the president as a leadership role, as opposed to someone who is going to be, you know, passing tons of legislation or like if you're looking at someone as a leader, I think that he was a good leader. And I, I will always respect that about him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he he got called out for wearing his beige suit and golfing. Um, and then as they, they all were, do. And then they were happy to not call out Trump for, for golfing. Dude, all everyone wastes time. I mean, I don't golf, but like, lots of presidents golf. Whatever. I want a president who boxes. Yeah, there you go. No, but I, but I ultimately, just tying it all back to our original conversation, I agree. Hero worship of politicians who don't actually care about us is bizarre. If you ever go over to conservative Twitter, the hate for Mitt Romney there is wild. Because like Mitt Romney, they were like, because Mitt Romney, right? He marched at the Black Lives Matter protest, and then he made this huge statement against why storming the Capitol was an, a horrible thing to do. Like yeah. he was basically, he was doing all that and like- Being a normal human being by saying that we should respect other people and not- <laughs> And then conservative Twitter, like they are mad. They're like, Mitt Romney, just join the Democrats already. Like you're not one of us. Like, dude, what? Yeah, I mean, if you can exist in life with Nick Fuentes hating you, you're doing something right. I mean, I think Mitt Romney has a ton of flaws as a person, but I will say the one thing I respect about him is that he's willing to stand up to his party, which is important because, like I said, the parties are cults, and if you can stand up to others in your cult, that's you, you should praise that. I will praise him for that all day. I disagree with a lot of the other stuff he does, but standing up to his cult, dude, that's good. Good for him. I agree, and it's so difficult because it's one of those things where, it, and I, under, I understand why it's difficult, too. It's one of those things where if you stand up to your own party, you get destroyed you it ruins your credibility and the first things people will start doing is playing the whataboutism game dude i hate the whataboutism game that's the worst but what about this like okay cool we'll argue that but like you gotta, you gotta stay focused for half a second man yeah i mean it, it, it's all a game i mean honestly if, if you really think about it and here's the thing that people don't understand it's no, it's, box and compass says here this right here indicates why political parties are cults because Mitt Romney goes against what the Republican Party wants, and they shun him. That is how you know it's a cult. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I will say that I, I so going back to like the president playing 
sports. I, I respected that Obama played basketball. Um, oh, wait, Cap Benson, you have to tell RK, is it healthy to eat an all-Mediterranean diet? Yeah, I was reading about the Mediterranean diet. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by anything that just tells me to eat a lot of olive oil. I want to eat a Mediterranean diet now. Um, find a guru who eats a Mediterranean diet. But what was I even going to fucking say? Whatever I guess that's to be fair. Yeah, he's still a sitting senator, so he hasn't been shunned that hard. He's just been kind of publicly shamed by them, but he hasn't lost his job. So that's a good point, too, which is that he hasn't been canceled in that way, that he does still have his Oh, no, that's totally fair. Too. But that also then, Curtis, is touching on an interesting point of who does he serve? Does he serve the Republican Party or the people of Utah? Because he's likely to be reelected because he serves the people of Utah. Right. This is why I, I, I feel like I don't like, and I think political parties shouldn't exist. Or if they do exist, I think we need at least like a 10-party system or more. Two makes no sense. Oh, Kat says that the Mediterranean diet is a great plan and it's one of the most evidence-based ones. Yes! Yes, dude, let's let's eat a Mediterranean diet when we let's, let's find do. a guru who eats a Mediterranean okay. diet. Because here's the thing that people don't understand. I was actually this is what everybody misses. <laughs> I was actually considering at some point, like not regularly, but incorporating some fish into my diet again. Yes, I love fish, dude. All right, uh, let's look. We're gonna eat a Mediterranean diet one of these weeks. Bed. Because <coughs> like all Mediterranean doing these self help guru shit, you know, it forces me to research health and all this shit. And without a doubt, just about everything I've been reading about health is the fatty acids from certain fish, like tuna and salmon, is fantastic. I'm just like, damn. I'm Dude, right. I love salmon. Salmon is one of my favorite things to eat. The problem is that, like, it's one of the only, like, super healthy foods that I like, but it's expensive. It's like there's a triangle. Dude, you can only pick two. You can't have cheap, healthy, and delicious. You can't have all three. I feel like you can never have that. Well, I'm also, I'm in New Orleans, so I feel like, I feel like incorporating some seafood in my diet. And I can't believe you've existed this long in New Orleans while not eating seafood. I don't know. I just, I don't like, because that, that's the whole thing. It just, it goes back to, I'm, I'm asking myself, what's more important to me? Um, a healthy living or consumption of animals? Because like, it's not like it's an easy decision to me just saying like, you know Oh, it's I mean? not an easy decision at all. Like, I mean, I like, didn't eat it, it years. Like, yeah. I say, like I say, I think I'm thinking about doing this and I'm just saying to myself like, but then something is literally, something literally has to die then to feed me. And I really hate that. The way that I think about it now is kind of like in terms, you know how people talk about the carbon footprint and things like that, but it's been found that like a lot of what causes, you know, global warming and climate change and bad environmental impacts, the individual person has no effect on because it is specifically major corporations and major governments that cause it and individuals have no influence. So for me, I feel like it would be more like if I stop eating meat and I don't like it's voting with my dollar or whatever and I don't pay into that system it's really about you want to get the want to work to get the systems outlawed whether you eat it yourself in the meantime it's not going to have as big of an impact you know but it still just comes back to that moral consideration of just like i mean it's it's it's, it's not necessarily something rational it's just me literally thinking if i'm eating this something died oh box and compass is working on a video about this right now oh shit i can't wait to see this i can't wait to see it either i also think it's funny i'll i'll i'll, I'll make a point to bring us back to laughter because i think it's important to laugh I think it's wonderful that Scott has been such an asshole that I consider the feelings of Salmon more than his. That's <laughs> how he is. Yeah, I agree completely. We need major systemic change. Like, I would love to see, like, the factory farming systems getting outlawed. And if meat, if I hope meat eating becomes illegal. If meat eating becomes illegal, I will stop eating meat again. But uh, there's wait, a wait, 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 wait. If meat eating becomes illegal, 
if like by if yeah if if wait can, um, can you further explain this? Sure. Like I, I at one point I hope to see at some point it being illegal to to farm animals for meat. I would love. Okay. To okay. Wait, so, so you're saying factory farming being illegal? Yeah. I, I don't mean sorry. I don't mean like you, you, I don't you, mean you like said, the government's gonna watch you eat. I don't mean like that. Yeah. You sorry. Said meat like, eating being illegal. I'm like, wait. No. Sorry. Someone gets a steak. Just get raided by the and and selling of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Um, but I think Fox Campus makes a great point here about major systemic change because a lot of people bring up the idea that like. Some, a lot of people say anyone can be vegan, but it's not true because if you look at a lot of areas with like food deserts and things like that, it's almost not possible to try to eat a vegan diet and get a, and get a sustainable amount of calories in your day just because of the ways that certain cities are built and the ways that certain uh, systems are set up. It doesn't, not everybody has the same access and opportunity. Yeah, and I'm, and I, I like to think that as I, so I've been vegetarian since 2010, I, I, I don't think I've told people what to eat in that time ever. Yeah. Um, just because. That's, it's fucked up to tell people what to eat. Um, and I've also called myself a uh, convenientarian as well, because in that time, it's not like I haven't eaten a single piece of meat in that time. There have been a couple, there have been a couple of occasions where like, so for example, if I go to someone's house and they prepare this beautiful meal and there's meat in it, I'm not going to make a big deal about it and make them feel like absolute shit because that's such a net negative on the conversation, on, on the relationship. It's right. like, I'm, I'm going to eat this meal that you prepared for me. One, I don't want it to go to waste. Two, I value our relationship um, to the point where I just don't like. Right, not, I think that makes sense. Yeah, because it's like if you're, I think if you're not eating meat because you're trying to not allow your money to fund a factory farming system, but then someone makes you something with meat and you just throw it in the trash, you didn't have any impact on not funding that in that case. And also, you are more harmful to the environment by allowing food to get wasted. Right. And it's the same thing with when I've been like accidentally, like for example, if I'll, I've been to a restaurant and they've accidentally given me meat and a couple of dishes, I'll eat it because what's going to happen if I don't eat it? I sent like, they take the plate back, they take the tray back and they scoop it all into the trash. And to me, like, as far as my internal dialogue is considered, I'm asking myself, what's more disrespectful to this dead animal, me eating this or this, like it's me literally getting thrown away. Uh, so this is what Curtis is saying here too. I think we're talking about like, veganism not being accessible to everybody how it disproportionately affects neighborhoods of color i think that's absolutely true how yeah various neighborhoods depending on how your neighborhood is set up depending on how the town or city where you live is set up not everyone's going to have access to the same types of food um you know because a lot of things that you would eat on a vegan diet they're not natively grown to the u.s or they're not natively grown to certain parts of the country it has to get put into different stores around there. So in that case, a lot of neighborhoods don't have access to it, especially neighborhoods that have, you know, less money and things like that. And so, yeah, I think there's a huge, a huge discussion to be had here about how food that is created through exploitation of animals is often the most accessible to people. And it's like that's it's it's almost like the system is set up for everyone to fail, which we all knew already. I mean, you want to get into some like weird conversation of privilege? How about people sure. who, have, who? How about people who have pets and then they force their pets to be vegan? Oh yeah, no, yeah, don't make your pet vegan, dude. Especially like a cat. Cats need meat, dude. Cats cannot be vegan. Animals, certain like humans, I guess, are omnivorous in the sense that we can eat a diet of whatever. A lot of animals cannot do that. 
Uh, Seth Godin had a really interesting point on this because he was talking about branding and the storytelling behind it. And he's like, think about dog food. Who does this serve? Is it for the dog or is it for the people who want to make sure that they can like have that social status of making sure their dog is having the elite diet? Can the dog tell the difference between $20 per bag uh, or $50 per bag, $20 per bag, or $5 per bag? Dogs can definitely tell the difference, dude. When we first adopted Chewy, we got him this food that was so high in fat without realizing it. And he was so pumped every day to eat. He would inhale it. And he was like, we could use his food as, as training treats because he just was so accessible. And then the vet was like, you should give him food with less fat content because he's going to get fat. And so then we switched out his food and now he eats it. And he's like, this is fine. This is good, whatever. But if we gave him the other food, he's like, oh my God. So like, yes, dogs can tell the difference. I don't know if that has to do with- Dogs can tell the difference in taste of foods. Like I give Logan high calorie diets because he doesn't eat much. Yeah, there we go. Kitty says, I'm a vegan. I would never put my cats on a vegan diet. They're meat eaters. Yeah, exactly. Humans and animals need different things. I uh, and also like if Logan goes a day without like, because he like he doesn't go a whole day without eating, but like he'll go a long periods throughout the day without eating. I'll be like, Logan, have you have you not eaten today? And he'll just look at me. And I'm just like, okay, time to eat something like super high calorie. So like if I like I'll make hard boiled eggs, I'll have one. He'll have one. Shit like that. Yeah. Chewy is fairly spoiled in that he gets he gets to eat a lot of things. I pretty much always share my dinner with him as long as some of what I'm eating is safe for him. I also realized that you can, um... Do you need me to hold the ladder? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, I also realized that, uh, you can air fry hard-boiled... You can air fry eggs. You can make hard-boiled... You hard can air fry eggs? You can air fry a hard-boiled egg. I had no idea. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, hey, what cleaners are basically your need meat? I become anemic if I don't have it. Okay, I had a problem with. I was a vegetarian for two years. I wasn't getting my period, and I kept freaking out that I was pregnant constantly, and keep buying pregnancy tests and taking them, because you guys know being pregnant is my worst fear. So I was freaking out, and then it turned out it was just that I wasn't getting enough iron, so I started taking iron supplements. Now I eat meat again, so it doesn't matter. But like. At the time, I was worried about that. Also, I've been having so many pregnancy nightmares lately. Like, I have dreams where I get pregnant and wake up having panic attacks. Like, it's not good. Yeah, it sounds like you're stressed. It's, Thanks it's for the follow, Naptown Nola. That's horrible, Cat Benson. That, that's so sad and depressing. I hate parents who make their kids drink plant-based milk way too early and vegan intake overall. And I mean, oh my god. Oh my god, I didn't know about this. That's interesting. I mean, it's sad. I mean, I don't mean to, I don't mean to, to to brush it off as interesting that quickly, but it's it's interesting that like we're at a point where parents value the status of their children and how they're raising their children more than the health. Mm -hmm. It goes back to that perception versus reality conversation that we always fall back on of what's more mm -hmm. important. Um, the perception of success or success itself. Same thing like with uh with with colleges, like the the, the child's education is second to the name of the college they're going to. Look at the USC scandal. Queen of Spade, I haven't actually asked about getting tubes. I actually asked the gynecologist about it once. And the gynecologist I see in Chicago, she's seen, she's very, very helpful. Like she's the most helpful doctor I've ever been to. She's been able to give me procedures to fix health issues that like five other, five other doctors in three other states haven't been able to. So I'm very grateful for her. She seemed open to the idea. 
when I was talking to her about it, she was saying that like, um, that they would try to exhaust all other things first, because I guess, you know, doctors, they don't like to do invasive surgeries if there's another way to avoid it. What about Tyler getting a vasectomy? Not to um, bring it up randomly, but I, I know that's a popular. No, we're we're considering doing that. Like my IUD is going to last until we're 32. And I think we're probably going to do that after. That's that's the current plan. Because I know that's like a relative. I, it, it sucks. I'm sure it's painful, but I know couples that don't want to have kids. Like it's also to like, yeah, it's it's less invasive. So you can you don't have to get. Um, and it's reversible. Under, and it's reversible. And it's not like super reversible. I mean, it is reversible, but like the reversible rate is not super it's not as good as some people would want, but then you again, shouldn't go willy nilly. Yeah, we don't want to have kids, so like at the end of the day, it's probably fine. I think I think I don't like he does. He has no desire to have kids, but I actively don't like. It's different. Like he has no desire to raise a kid. So you think I have, the burdens are on you? I have no active desire to raise a kid either. But in his mind, like changing a mind on it is like more of a thing that could happen for me. I know for certain because I know what I like. I have panic attacks in my nightmares about getting pregnant by accident all the time. And it's so scary. I had one the other night. It was so bad. So you, you think it's your responsibility then because it's your, uh, no, not necessarily. Desire. I think that I got, my bad I got, for going the Kathy Newman. Of, so what you're saying, well, what you're, so you're saying, so what you're saying yeah, is, no, 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 I'm saying, I just, I have an IUD right now. So we're just, my, we're just going to continue to go with this until, until it um, isn't effective anymore, which will be in, uh, like four, four-ish years from now. Bad Astro wants a video just on perception versus reality of success and what's. Oh, more. that would be a great video. Because I know, I, I know the short answer is like obvious. Like people want to believe that real success is more important than perception of success. But what gets you further? I mean, I, I think in the in the internet age, perception of things gets you further than the reality of it. I think because, that's even before the internet age, just in general, because you can never sell someone else on your reality because they can't read your mind. You can only sell someone on what they can see you producing. And that's why I think going back to what we always say with Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson, for them, it's infinitely more important to be perceived as intelligent than to actually be intelligent. Not to mention actually being intelligent will turn off their audience, which is not actively seeking intellectual conversation. Right, right. It's that's why on like, my channel, I like to be someone who will... I'm open to talking about anything. I even have a discussion coming out soon with someone who she left an MLM company and doesn't like things about it, but she's not against the entire model. We're having a discussion because we're going to disagree, but I still think it's important to talk about it. It's, it goes back to like, you are as successful as you can make your audience feel and they make their audience feel smart. They make their audience feel like y'all are smart for being here. Not everyone is willing to take this risk, but you are smart and you are different and you are special for being here. And that's why they're successful because they make their audience feel sm like, if you can make people feel smart, you're going to go far. If you can make people feel motivated, you're going to go far. Mm -hmm. If you are smart and that makes people feel dumb, you're not going to get that very, you're not going to get far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. So will I ever get tubes tied potentially? Yep, that that's that's that was the point we we're trying to make. Why no, should you? Sorry, I was looking at the, I was looking at the pregnancy comments. Sorry. No, I I, I mean it's it like uh, yeah, let's talk about pregnancy and Gary Vee at the same time. It's like it's like Gary Vee makes people feel motivated and he makes them feel like the dream of success is as attainable Dude, as following his advice. Kelly's doctor sounds wonderful. So Kelly's doctor got her tied her tubes at twenty six, and then also how her wife is trans and she helped her wife transition too. That's amazing. Your doctor sounds great. 
Wait, can you pull that up? Okay, I found it. I'm right. My doctor was shockingly on board with me potentially tying my tubes in 20 seconds, maybe because I was already married, but then my wife realized she wanted to transition. So that, so that handled that for us. Yeah, that's a... Your doctor sounds great, dude. Gary V makes me feel like a failure. Oh, that's sad. I uh, See, I've never actually listened to Gary V and felt like I can't do it. Like, he, he's really good at motivating. Um, I, I have, yeah, I have, I have mixed feelings. I think he, he's helped motivate me in some cases and in other, but that's the thing is I'm already motivated. So nobody who motivates me does anything for me because I'm already motivated. And then sometimes I lose all motivation, but I realize it's probably just because I'm tired because I've been working too much. So then I take a nap. Yeah, I was watching, um, I finally watched Madison. I, I'm going to call her Madison because I can never remember her channel name. Oh, Cruel, Cruel World Happy Mind? I finally watched Cruel Madison. And, <laughs> um, and I watched a video with Gary Vee. And she was right. I mean, ultimately, one of the, like, so I think you can actually compliment Gary Vee on a lot of things. Because mm -hmm. I think he, I, I think he has built success for himself. And then you can actually find a successful piece of advice in I began and how are you wonderful teacher um you can you can find helpful tidbits in it but it's also putting the responsibility on you to find the successful tidbits so I'm not saying that's successful in and of itself that being said the the downside of what he's teaching is burnout culture which I think yeah. is infinitely more damaging than the positive things that he is teaching I think the burnout is a much greater negative than the motivation is positive I once tried following Gary Vee for the entirety of a Black Friday weekend. So it was like Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday, like that weekend over a year ago. I was watching his videos about content. And I tried following him for that weekend. And the whole weekend I was glued to my computer making and posting new pieces of content like every five minutes, new email newsletters. Like I was doing it constantly. And I was so burnt out, dude. By the end of the weekend, I was like, holy shit, I never want to work ever again. And it also, it didn't generate that much more in sales for me. So I was like, if this worked really well, I would keep doing it. But as you can see, like, so yeah, he definitely, he, he, he has burned me out before. I'm pulling up my Da Vinci notes because it's time. It's Da Vinci hour, y'all. Is it this Da Vinci is one hour? I, I have not we, had We've it. been streaming for so long. I should I be know. back to cleaning. I love, I love this. I love I, this. I'm I, this has been our most successful streaming day, like, ever. Like, so few interruptions. It's wonderful. Um, da Vinci hour is upon us. Chewie's barking. Chewie doesn't like Da Vinci hour. Okay. Da Vinci hour is closed. No, you can. You. I was just kidding. No, well, first off, actually, I have one question because I, I I had a note I wrote last night on Mr. Beast, um, because I feel like Mr. Beast is a contrary is a contrarian uh, voice when it comes to content creation. Uh, mm -hmm. He says he still strongly believes that quality outweighs quantity, which goes against all public opinion in social media at this point in time, which which uh -huh. say which tout quantity over quality. Um, he says that it's better to put the the hours that you would put into making multiple videos and put all of that into one video because viewers can tell the difference. So in simplest terms, is it better to put seven hours of labor into a week and create seven videos or seven hours of labor into a week and create one video? He stands by saying one video because the viewers can tell the difference and they can, they will appreciate the additional hours on one piece of content. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are that I would put in 21 hours a week and make three videos. Okay, but I'm now a what, fucking workaholic. I guess I could put 21 now hours. Now, what are your thoughts on, on this example? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay, but dude. okay. So applying to you, would it be better to put 21 hours a week into three videos or 21 hours a week into one video and make like one incredible video? 
I think it's better to do three. I think it's better. I mean, here's the thing is there's a balance there, right? Like it seems like there's almost a dichotomy here where it's like you can either make one amazing thing or a bunch of shitty things. It's like, or you could make a couple decent things, you know? So it's like, I could put 21 hours into one video. I could put 21 hours into Seven. 10 videos, or I could put 21 hours into three to five videos and have all of them be pretty good or above average, but still not so amazing you're gonna explode. Because I think with videos too, videos are very um like they're they're not always time sensitive but stuff on the internet comes and goes quickly so you want it to be good enough quality that it's memorable but you also want it to be sustainable enough that you can make more of it because you want like people are going to want to see more of similar things over time just because of the nature of the internet that's okay. how it comes across to me. How about this? Because I agree with everything you're saying, but I also just want to—I I guess I want to continue with this point a little further because I do love Mr. Beast for for what for this point, just because I want to reward him for making this because I feel like he is the minority. Do you think that quality has taken a backseat to quantity for growth on the internet? Um, that, I don't know. That's an interesting question. Because I can say with the rise of the vlog stars, the algorithm for some time rewarded consistency over quality. It wasn't right. it wasn't what you were putting up, it was when you were putting up. Yes. So I'm I'm trying to decide now. Um hmm. I mean we value quality or we value quantity to an extent, otherwise we wouldn't do daily streams. Right. So that's the thing is that like I Maybe because I like both of them, that's why I have a mix. I have daily streams that we we do. I mean, we do a lot of preparation for in the sense that we're doing um, we're Putting doing our like work or reading and, books. Yeah, all of that. But we don't script these, we don't edit these, that kind of thing. But yet, I have two to three videos a week where I do all of that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, here's a bath bomb. Does anyone want a bath bomb? I don't actually use bath bombs. So if anyone wants a bath bomb, let me know. I don't want to just throw it away, but bath bombs do not spark joy. Harley, we appreciate you saying our streams are quality, and we do appreciate that. Oh, we try hey, all things. thanks for thinking our streams are quality. What? <laughs> but I mean, uh, so for example, here's an example of how we can have higher quality streams. We both love StreamYard because it's convenient, but you can do a lot more on StreamYard. But it's a it's a higher learning curve. We could also do more on OBS probably, but I don't know how to I don't know how to get well, other people. Streamyards is OBS. Or not Streamyards. Uh, Streamlabs is OBS. Streamlabs is OBS. Wait, I yeah. record videos on OBS, but it's, I never it's OBS Streamlabs. Oh, do I need to download Streamlabs and add it to my OBS? I'm not sure. I'm just saying, like uh, that that they're um, like for example, what's his face? Uh, always Marco uses Streamlabs. I mean, maybe we should start using Streamlabs, honestly, because then I wouldn't have to pay for StreamYard since I already I already record on OBS. Well, oh, shit. Is this a donut or is this a bath? Oh, it's a donut bath bomb. Interesting. Well, the cool thing about Streamlabs would be uh, we would we could have we could have people call in regularly because like you can you can have people call in on the Discord on a Discord voice channel like it's a radio oh, show. Oh, you can. That's awesome. Yeah, great. Uh, maybe we do need to get. Uh, yeah, guys, maybe we should be upping our quality even though we have a high quantity. 
I don't know. What do y'all think? I think be curious, be humble, be empathetic. We aren't the protagonist. Why do we find comfort in our own uh, stories? I can I convince myself it'll be a short break to turn my uh, no, brain I'm off. Your chest today. That was not Da Vinci week. That was just a random diary entry. Y'all just got an insight into my diary. I filled up two trash bags sparking joy over here. Well, Da Vinci was a perfectionist. And I know that for a fact that most of the self-help gurus we talk about say that uh, perfection is the enemy of good. And Da Vinci lived by that too because he thought perfection was the enemy of good. Therefore, you should pursue perfection and avoid good. What are your thoughts on that? Pursue perfection and avoid good. I disagree. You disagree. I think it's better to have a lot of good than to have one perfection. I'm, I can see the appeal of both. Like I can see the appeal of being Stephen King, and I can see the appeal of being Leonardo da Vinci. I can see the appeal of taking this trash bag into the hallway. One sec. Definitely quality is rewarded, or quantity is rewarded. What kind of bath bomb? A mix is good. That's why I also do. I'm reading people's. She wasn't talking to me. I'm going up a little bit. All right. Okay. So Savvy 3X, that's where I left off. Um, also, happy you got your first dose today, Bad Astra. Um, all your quantity, My office not, is still a mess, but it's less of a mess. I'm sparking joy over here. Isn't good either because then they may not come back. I agree with you, Harley. Um, but also, I think people can set their expectations based on different creators. So if they, if they expect a creator to not to post once a month, they'll expect the creator to post once a month. And then it's not necessarily starving. It's expectation. Uh, so I like how often you post. Yeah, and we, we like how often we post. And we also like that we have found an audience that wants that daily stream, that daily radio show. I mean, oh, we, yeah. we almost are serving that morning. I'm also not show. muted. I'm just yelling shit. Yeah, she's not muted. It's true. <laughs> Wait, can you hear me, Zabs? Okay, yeah, she was just laughing at herself, and she wasn't laughing at the stream. Uh, maybe it depends on how good or bad you can uh, really get based on your ability fair. In my profession, we look at it like you should put in the least amount of effort you can while making something. Yeah, well, that that's that's the general rule of thumb with how things are created at this point in time. Seth Godin stands by that, too. Seth, like, so... This conversation on quality versus quantity, it's, it's, it's an ongoing debate. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer. I think there's, I think the only wrong answer is, is, is being indecisive. Um, Cause Seth Godin says that you should be, uh, create a minimal, a minimum viable product and find your audience and then reward them. And I think that's something we're doing. We created a minimum viable, we, we created an MVP with this, uh, with this show and we found a core audience. And now our primary goal is rewarding our core audience as frequently as possible. Um, and grow based on what they want. Uh, and I, I also love that that's the advice he gives too, because he talks about constantly rewarding the people who support you and putting the focus on making sure they have the highest quality product and not putting the focus on getting new people. Because I think My that's- My desk still looks like a little bit of a mess, but I don't think you guys realize how much progress this is. I can already tell there's a lot of progress. It's a, I filled up two whole trash bags, y'all. If this is how much I made today, I cannot imagine I cannot imagine how much progress I'll make over the whole week. I hope it doesn't take the whole week just to do my office. Because I do need to do the bedroom and get rid of a bunch of clothes, too. I appreciate Bad Astra's UBI reference there. Dude, Star Trek Utopia UBI, absolutely. That's one reason I was so into UBI. I was like, it'll bring us... I mean, not that's not the reason. But obviously the reason is it's better for society. But, yeah. 
I mean, it's also just a very clear measure. Uh, you pay this much in taxes and you guarantee that everyone is making this level of income annually. Um, and it, I mean, that alone will eliminate most of the dangerous decisions that people make when they're in desperate survival mode. Yeah, y'all, you can see my desk surface. It's amazing. Stephen King sure hires damn good ghost. Does he? Does Stephen King hire ghost? I, I know Jay, I, I know what's his face does. Um, Pat, I know James Patterson does. I didn't think Stephen King did. All right, y'all who want my bath bombs, because I don't use bath bombs, but I've gotten them in subscription boxes. So whoever wants a bath bomb, just DM me your oh you know dude, I should do bath I should do the giveaway with the bath bombs. We should do a giveaway. You should also Kimberly. You should do a giveaway at the end of Marie Kondo week for if I find things in my house that seem really cool and valuable and like someone might like them, but they don't spark joy for me, we can put it give it out in a giveaway. I support. I also want to quickly show this because Kim, let me make Jimmy, sure. We, shut up. That's enough fun. Let me make sure I don't have any passwords here. Okay, sweet. Uh, so Kimberly wants to know what our mission is. She asked if we have a mission. Sam, we do have a mission. We do have a mission. Are you ready for? Are you ready? I'm ready for it. You're gonna hold on. You have to read it because I'm muting because Chewie won't shut up. Hold on. I'm gonna stop sharing because I don't like the fact that it looks like that you're gonna see all of my notes. I don't want you to see all of my notes because I do have some passwords on there. Okay, you, you have to share read. again. And, okay, you read. Sorry, I'm gonna mute. So. We are a chill, judge-free zone where you can open yourself up to new ideas, including the ideas of people you dislike and downright despise. Our driving force is curiosity. We can never stop questioning what we know and what experts tell us because the moment you stop is the moment you stop learning. We are a place for open-mindedness and skepticism. Your morning guru, this is the mission statement now. Your morning guru sparks a dialogue around the lessons and actions of popular internet creators and weigh their positive and negative consequences on those who follow them. Each week we find a po one positive takeaway for our show because it's important to remember you can learn from anyone, including those you oppose. Yeah, and as you can see, Savvy approves. Savvy, you had a nice smile there. Uh, I see braces. I see if I don't get it by the end of the week, I'll have to, th I don't fucking know. Uh, I'll take them. You, you, baby people want your bath bomb. And then Fox and Compass hearts it. And Curtis has wow with three dots or ellipses. So he either likes it or. Oh, Cher it. posted about it in fake gurus. Isn't that, isn't that CoffeeZilla's subreddit? <laughs> I don't know. I got my first liking CoffeeZilla subreddit though, so I felt accomplished. Also, I Sorry, share. Sorry, Joey keeps barking. I'm gonna have to mute because he just will not stop. I don't know what it is. Hold him like I hold Logan. Coddle your baby. Remember, in the battle of nature versus nurture, it's important to nurture so that we're all equally whips. Kidding. Um. Nice job. You guys create dialogue, but also, yeah, well, I'd say community and culture are our two driving forces. Like um, that, that's, that's ultimately what we want. Um, that's why I love Seth Godin so much. I think it's infinitely more important to create something for the people that are already here. Um, whenever Savvy and I talk about the stream, it's never about how we can grow. It's always about how we can improve the benefits of the people who are here. Um, Cause we would much rather inc like you're giving us your time. That's the most valuable thing anyone can give us. And we want to reward you. We want to make sure that you're benefiting from that. We, we want, we, we don't want anyone to ever regret being here. Um, even if they walk away disagreeing with something we want, we want it to still be a net positive. Uh, is it, they shared a lot of, I, I don't know. 
there's a, I guess there is an R. I wasn't expecting something so rousing. Well, thank you, Curtis. We really appreciate that. I need to do an R slash video with that. So yeah, you do. I got downvoted for sharing on Joe Rogan, but upvoted on fake gurus. Oh, I wonder why Joe Rogan subreddit down. Cause we were really nice to Joe Rogan. They probably don't like spam. They probably don't. They probably see self-promotion. I mean, they, they don't know that share is not. They don't, they, they, they think maybe we could have posted it there. Yeah. They, they, they might think share is one of us doing it. And then, then they say down, uh, self-promotion is bad downvote. So I, I, I can see that. Um, I gotta say, I one of the my favorite things about the stream too is that it introduced me to Reddit because I used to just like, I hate to admit it, I, I think I used to judge Reddit without actively being on it. You can definitely use Reddit positively, like it's a great community building platform. I'm gonna go head off in a minute to walk Chewy before my new video premieres. I think so, you should. Y'all, just real quick reminder right here. Um, this will be premiering in 25, 22 minutes, 22 minutes. Join me on my main channel, Savvy Writes Books right here, where this new video will be premiering. So, uh, check that out. And then all the rest of the day, I'll be editing the video to premiere tomorrow. Um, but I'm going to go walk Chewy and listen to more of Marie Kondo's book for now. Thank you for being here with us all morning long. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow morning, same time, same oh. place. Hey, Curtis, I'm a subscriber. Yay, Curtis! Thank you. Curtis, I'm so glad you were here. I know you mentioned this was your first time here. You made some amazing contributions to the chat. We're so glad you were here with us today. Oh, shit. It was just, damn, he, he picked up yeah, the ball he and with it. This was, uh, I think he mentioned that he was watching it over his spouse's shoulder before or something. Was I, did I misread that comment? I don't know. Man, shout out to the spouses that are turning on their significant others and, and spouse beasts to us. Like Fox and Compass, whose whose spouse beast was laughing in the corner at our dialogue. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, yeah. thank you for joining us today, y'all. Everyone, cheer on Sadie. Wait, is Curtis is Curtis Fox and Compass's husband? Is that what is that this? Oh, wait. Am I just misinterpreting this, or is that is that what I'm is that what's happening? If if you guys are tell me real quick before I start writing the fanfic. Confirm, confirm or deny before I start writing the Fox X Curtis fanfic. <laughs> Which is funny because you normally don't support like real people fanfic romances. Right. Oh, yes. yes, they just confirmed they are married. That's why you two both have such good comments. Every couple seconds I was like, Fox and Compass has a brilliant point. Curtis has an amazing account. You two work so well in your marriage because you both make brilliant comments to each other all the time. That's what, that's the key to a success. We talked about what does marriage success mean? Success in a marriage means that you make brilliant comments to each other on our stream. The couple that watches streams together thrives together. <laughs> oh, you guys are all great. We will see. I'll see you on my main channel I in ship it. 20 minutes after I walk Chewy, and then I'll see y'all again tomorrow morning on this stream. Well, don't forget to support small businesses in the meantime. Have a great start to your Monday, friends. We love you. Bye, everyone. Oh, check out the Mediterranean diet.